0: Where'd you learn to talk like that? TV! We talk TV! You talk some TV? I talk some TV. And now the news don't touch that dial. And now from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, the star of Whiskey Cavalier, Mike Seibert.
1: Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and welp. You know, between uh, you know remodeling and moving and uh, all the other stuff that we've got going on, we've got a got a little bit of a, a snow apocalypse here in the Seattle area, which we'll talk about in just a, a quick sec. I, uh, I I managed to, uh, I think, possibly. Get through all of the quote-unquote winter finales or fall finales of uh, of the TV shows that I watch. And I know there's new stuff out on the horizon, so I thought it would be a good idea. Actually, I didn't think this at all. Dave thought this. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, it, it is time for TV time. So we tune our uh, television dials uh, down to Arizona and we welcome back uh, producer Dave to the show. Uh, how you doing, my friend?
0: I am doing good from uh, about an hour into the future than you are currently for the next, uh, what, two months or so?
1: Yeah, and I tell you that that makes things logistically complicated because we we were figuring out what time we were recording and up until a couple minutes before I called you, I actually had to consult Dr. Google just to make sure that I had the time correct and that I wasn't like uh, another hour the wrong direction like, you know, an hour further into the future. I was like, I I don't think that's how daylight savings.
0: Works. No, I, well Nobody cares about daily savings time and the damn thing. You guys voted for it to end. I don't know why you didn't implement it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I need to do some looking into that, uh, especially given where I work, because I, I've I've had folks ask me about that several times. About It's like, hey, so what's happening? I think that's one of the things that is one of the items – Uh, That's for implementation in this uh, current legislative session that just started. But um, um, anyway, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see how uh, how that goes. And so we go from time zone talk. To weather yes. talk. So I, I mentioned here in. Uh, so it's weird here in uh, the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest. We uh, um, we have this thing where we, we have we have a very interesting relationship with weather um, in that uh, Seattle people don't know how to drive in uh in no. the snow and and everybody lives on a hill, which actually that makes sense I mean because i mean the the area uh, terrain around here is really quite hilly, uh, so everybody lives on a hill uh, but uh, it's it's uh it, it was it was a joke that's made to be memed because I think like as soon as there's even like a hint of uh snow accumulation in the forecast people just lose their damn mind so you know uh, like uh, uh snow shovels are are out of stock you know ice melt sand any of that other stuff people are like you know doing doomsday prepping uh I bet you if folks just kind of looked in their garages a little bit they'd probably see a bunch of that stuff that they bought last year. <laughs> and right. And they're in last year's
0: panic. <laughs> it, exactly.
1: So I bet you everybody's got a uh, Pacific Northwest panic bunker. Um so yeah, so well, I, so we're we're kind of on snow watch there. Uh I'm kind of posted up in the studio right next to a, a big studio. Uh there's supposed to be uh I said that backwards I'm posted up next to a big window in the studio overlooking uh downtown Seattle so there 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 may be a time where I'm like hey Dave it, yep. it's really starting to come down I should probably go so I guess that's one of the, the fun things about doing live to tape podcasting so just uh uh just to give you all a heads up about you know who knows maybe we will maybe we will enjoy the snow together but it's supposed to freeze tonight too and I, I, I just want to be safe and don't want to do that
0: and I don't blame you and uh, just in case you're wondering down here in beautiful Bullhead City Arizona it's currently mm-hmm. 52 degrees uh, we're supposed to be in the 60s the rest of the week and this is according to AccuWeather next week 70s with quote plenty of sunshine
1: whoa (laughs) i love it i love it well it's interesting because like uh you know i i've had some misconceptions about uh arizona's climate and the weather and there's been a few times where we've talked in the past you're like you know it gets cold here you know that right it's it's the desert it it actually gets cold but it it seems like that's not the case this time of year
0: well here's the thing uh Hmm. might get a dry cold so,
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's, I love it. All right. So, so now that everybody has tuned out, um, yep. so, so, uh, folks know from previous episodes, and you know, uh, every podcast is somebody's first podcast. So, uh, basically, what me and Dave do, uh, from time to time, we get together and talk about some of our uh, favorite TV shows and kind of pick on stuff and probably spoil a good handful of things. Uh, but, um, now that that it's getting into, I I don't know. I I did I did I have that correct? Or are we in like the winter TV season? Is this the end of the fall season? I don't know how this it, stuff works anymore.
0: Yeah, it's a weird transition period because it's it's officially I think titled the mid season, which okay. I didn't. I, I'm not familiar with that term up in, up until like what three or four years ago they started mm-hmm. doing this whole turn things into two separate seasons of the same show over the over the traditional TV period, and then streaming came along and fucked everything else up that yeah. way. I blame I blame Netflix.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and isn't it interesting? <laughs> That the uh, that we're still kind of using this old antiquated model of like uh, you know TV seasons and you know kind of how content is regulated, and now that that streaming has kind of come in, they've kind of like broken the mold, but in a in a weird way. Uh, now streaming is kind of influenced by tv in a in a weird way like uh it um i'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the mandalorian now granted i haven't seen it which you know to to the shock of literally everybody i know they're like dude this show is literally for you it's you know it's star wars it's a dude running around with a bucket on its head uh we know you're super into boba fett and all that so it's like how have you not watched this show and and uh you know uh, folks that have been listening for the last uh, couple weeks and you know follow me on the instagrams and all that i've yeah so we're 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 in the process of moving and it's it's a it's become a a tedious process in that, like, we, we thought it was a good idea to, uh, you know, uh, buy the house that we're going to move into. So we've closed on the new house, uh, everything's good to go. And knowing that, we, we, um, knew that there was going to be some remodeling that we wanted to do. And, um, I don't know if I've talked about it this honestly on the show before, but a lot of the remodels, is really just for vanity, meaning like it's just stuff that we're changing uh, to suit our tastes. Like there is a, you know, the house was built originally in 1958 and then had like a a major remodel done in uh, 97, I think. So so it's really kind of like this really kind of cool mid-century modern uh, type thing. But one of of the uh, bathrooms uh, was decked uh, from floor to ceiling in pink tile. Uh, yeah. so it had a pink sink a pink toilet, a pink tub, and varying shades of pink uh tile in the bathroom and we thought okay well we'll tear that out well in doing so we um, uh, we discovered a, a handful of things uh one, there was a whole bunch mm-hmm. of dry rot that we didn't see uh there was a bunch of moisture rot as well so that's uh that's kind of delayed things a little bit and then uh most recently uh we've uh um in a few of the rooms and one of the hallways we were going to uh tear the carpet up and replace it with hardwood floors to match other floors in the house and make it kind of contiguous i swear this is not a home improvement show but um <laughs> uh, but but it it was funny I, I wanted to talk about this because like a few of my friends have uh, commented online so uh, so yeah i guess a uh, a shout out to Aaron and Jeremy but um what, once we once we tore up the carpet we found that there was like up to like three or four layers of vinyl flooring underneath, oh. like and like that that pink tile in the bathroom I was telling you about. That actually went out of the bathroom and into the hallway, and oh. the uh, the previous owners just kind of threw carpet on top of it along with. <laughs> uh, so it it was funny because like as we were walking through it, we we could feel like the weird elevation change. Like this is clearly up higher than the rest of the flooring, but eh, it's fine. We're right? we're gonna tear this all out anyway, and so um, so anyway, that's uh, so that's that's stuff that's happening. I hope there isn't any asbestos in the uh, old flooring that we've uh, got uh, tore up, uh, contaminating the new house. Meanwhile, at the old house, we're uh, we're packing and you know getting rid of uh, things and furniture and stuff that uh, you know we don't. Need. It's it, it's 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 a unique position like I I grew up moving around all the time. My parents constantly moved me around. It's like I I wasn't in any one particular school for more than a year um until I got to high school. And so so it kinda had like I have had like kind of like this vagabond uh type of, type of vibe. I think we were on the run from the government or the or the cartels or something. I could never really tell. But um uh but anyway it was uh um I, I, now I don't remember why I was starting to tell that story. Uh but no it, we 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 moved around a lot and when uh my wife and I went when uh Lucky and I moved to our house in federal way that house was the longest that we had that i had lived anywhere we we were in that house for 16 years and really what what it kind of came down to is um you know kind of having the opportunity for lack of a better term to kind of to, to kind of clean the slate you know it's like we, we'd been you know we've been together for 20 years and and we'd been living in the Federal Way House for like 16 years. And we had just accumulated so much stuff. So we were in this um, unique position to where we could kind of pack and go through stuff at our leisure um and that that that's kind of had uh that's kind of had its interesting opportunities because now we're just so excited to move into the new house and we can't because now like the floors are tore up and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's just a um it's just a it's just an interesting mess and it's been a uh Um, it's been a, it's been an interesting adventure, but the, uh, um, I, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to bring the story, uh, back around is that as we're going through stuff, it's not so much uh what we want to get rid of but it's more deciding what we want to take with us mm-hmm. so it's like i've been going through like um a lot of my old uh collectibles you know action figures toys comic books things like that and i am kind of having that uh legislation of do i want to move this again do i want to yep. take this with me does this have a spot in the new house and it, it's it it's uh it it kind of, um, there was a little more emotional wear and tear in that exercise than I, than I was anticipating. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's just been a really, uh, it's just been a really weird thing. Um, uh,
0: it it is a weird thing because you, you if you don't think you have a lot of shit in your house, move and see how wrong you are. Oh
1: my gosh. (laughs) Yes. And, and it was interesting because, like, when when we moved uh, from our house in Everett to Federal Way, there was a lot of stuff where it's just like, "Oh, I'm not moving this again," and yeah, here we are getting, getting ready <laughs> to move stuff again. So it's, uh, um, yeah. Well, I go. Well, I was gonna
0: say there's there's a there's a little bit of a parallel for what we're gonna be talking about because um, one of the shows, actually, your must see show from last year. Has a similar storyline going on with the rookie and yeah. uh, Nathan Billion.
1: Yeah, for sure. In, in fact, well, well, well. Shoot, Dave. Since, since we're there, let let's uh, let's just transition and start there. Um, yeah,
0: because <laughs> he's he bought a new house. He got out of his his the guy that was putting him up while he was transitioning to LA and going through the same things finding stuff wrong with the house remodeling it from scratch So i don't know if you guys are going that far but nah, he's nah. going from scratch
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no no we're not we're not tearing it down to the studs and fortunately we don't have to worry about the uh, previous tenant showing up all uh all, all coked <laughs> up on ptsd or whatever whatever that dude's problem was
0: yeah that was uh that was a strange episode <laughs> to say the least i mean the rookie took some turns uh, i'm not gonna lie and i i'm here for most of them
1: yeah and and, and i because i i know we spoke about uh the rookie earlier in the season and i i think you and i had seen like different episodes i think you were you were um i think more than a couple episodes ahead of me I think and, so, yeah. and it i i i kind of had the feeling like i don't know where this is all going uh but i think like a lot of like the the new characters that they brought in that i wasn't sure of or on board with have really kind of won me over um like the new TO. <laughs> yeah absolutely um you know it's once once you get about three or four episodes with her and kind of really kind of uh get past the harsher exterior and kind of see her humanity and her struggles to you know you know, be a better person so that she can be with her daughter it you know it uh um, yeah, it, it, it works. It works a lot because I thought it, it felt to me at first when she was introduced that it was uh, that, you know, like it, it's kind of like it, you see this commonly in season twos where you bring in uh, intentionally confrontational characters. To manufacture additional drama, yeah. um, and it kind of reminded me of you know uh, oh gosh what was it uh, the um, designated survivor where where yeah. you brought in the the one uh, policy guy and he, he his entire function was just to make the other characters feel uncomfortable and to rub people the wrong way and I felt like that's what this character's uh, function on the rookie was but um,
0: well plus they went almost. Full 24 and killed like almost half the cast in the first season. So Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so so that that's been an interesting ride. And it it took almost none of the cues and turns that you and I predicted like a year ago. It's like, oh, what what's what's this new season gonna be? You know, it's a show called The Rookie, but these these cops can't be rookies forever. Mm-hmm. And and for to its credit, it's it still it, it, it tries to kind of thread that needle as best as it can, because, um, I mean, like you had the uh, storyline with West earlier in the season where, you know, he was the one that performed uh, uh, worst on the assessment test and, and yep. got kind of left behind. And so I, I I really like what they're doing with his character also, given given him a lot of a lot of different layers and a, and a lot of depth that i don't think he got as much of in that in that first season he
0: didn't and uh and for me the the shocking one was not so much a main character well he's become a become a main character mm-hmm. due to his relationship with uh with lopez uh the lawyer uh wesley uh yeah. having what he went through this season the him protecting people the the prisoners during the whole nuke scare and then mm-hmm. one of them stabbing him. And that's got to affect him, and I like that they're slow-burning that kind of to show how much it's going to affect him going forward.
1: Yeah, well, and and a lot of that kind of came came to a head in that, uh, in that uh, okay, so what are we calling these? Is, is like winter finale, fall finale, mid-season finale. I, I just want to make sure. Y- I,
0: yeah, fall finale, and then um, since we're on it and I have it written down, the rookie comes back February 23rd, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern on ABC.
1: Okay, very good. I just i, I, I get a feeling because I, I know my cadence and I know that I'm going to be conflating that vocabulary the entire time and and yeah,
0: let's let's go fall finale because that's finale. A, the term I've heard mostly used on on the network. So wonderful. I think that's a good that's a good um uh term to use as as our as our go to.
1: Perfect. Um, so yeah. So uh, back to Wesley. You know, it's a lot of a lot of that kind of that slow burn, as you said, Dave. Really, kind of came to a head um, mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways, and I I'm I'm really excited that they're. Uh, I, I like that the depth of the supporting cast because yeah. like it started off as you know kind of it, it it ran off the engine of Nathan Fillion's charm, and mm-hmm. now. I'm almost uh, reluctant to say he's almost the least interesting character anymore.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with that. That's kind of, I I can see early, it's very early since it's only two seasons, but Mm -hmm. The Simpsons had a similar formula where the recurring characters, the supporting characters had so much uh, character development, so much advancements that it seemed like some of the characters, namely Apu, namely Ned Flanders, were yeah. more developed than the title character. Yeah. I think we're getting to that point with the rookie already halfway through the second season.
1: Well, and and keeping with that Simpsons relate, uh, you know, the the first couple seasons were focused on Bart. You know, Bart mm-hmm. Simpson was, you know, the star of the show and that's what the focus was and then somewhere around season 3, season 4, they realized that um, you know, Homer Simpson is far more interesting than Bart and it, he kind of really just kind of uh Russell Wilsoned his way into being the lead character of uh, <laughs> uh of that show and I I and 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 I do use the term uh least interesting in a way as to say that he's not uninteresting. I just think that the other characters have been given so much meat and so much to uh, work with Within the plot, that mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, uh, Nathan Fillion's Nolan characters, yeah, it's he's he's kind of the least interesting, but still, still a very compelling and charming lead. And it and you know, I I made it a point of being a shitty and caddy in a previous episode. It se- it seems like his weight has kind of started to to normalize because you you remember in like that that fir- those first couple episodes he had like that that like weight loss turkey neck thing going on, and I was like, uh, I'm like. I I I wonder for that dude's health. Maybe he's mm-hmm. got maybe he's got some challenges with something. I don't know. I I like uh I, I like my Canadians pleasantly plump. <laughs> he's a, he's a have a little meat on them bones. That that's that's just one guy talking. Now
0: I'll, I'll end uh, uh as far as for me for the rookie uh I one thing I'm not liking. The development of Bradford, I think he needs to stay the hard-ass he is. He doesn't need any softening with a girlfriend or with people with feelings and helping Chen out with stuff. No, he needs to keep being the badass, asshole sarcastic training you the way that he wants to do it. I'm not a fan of where they're go, where I think they're going with that character.
1: That's interesting, Dave, because that, that's kind of a little bit of a contrast from when we were talking earlier in the season, because like, Mm I, 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 liked that they you know kind of gave him some foibles like you know kind of like in a marvel comics way it's like oh you know he he learns by listening you know that 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 kind of thing um and 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 those kind of things are interesting but i um yeah it, it is interesting how it's it's maybe too much and yeah, maybe they're softening him too much. Um, like the
0: whole uh, him giving 10 ideas on how to get back at her friend that's marrying her ex or whatever. It's like, no, that Radford wouldn't do that. He would just say, suck it up and focus. Like he wouldn't be giving you ideas how to do that. Yeah, quite so. <laughs> what was that?
1: Oh no! I just agreed uh, with you. I was like, yep. quite so.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cheerio. Well, and it's no, a- I am on board for the uh, for the second half of the season. I'm looking forward to see. I, I kind of want to see uh, Nolan go the director the, the the detective route, though, because they they hinted at that a little bit this season. I kind of want to see them pull the trigger on that a little.
1: Well, you know, and I, uh, I also want to see it, but I, I think I want to see it from a a uh, different direction. And kind of follow me here for a quick second. Okay. I, I would like to see that plot developed further. I, I like his budding friendship with the other detective. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that as uh, something that he tries and then fails at. Ooh. Um. I, I, I think. I think one of the things that can make Nolan a little more interesting is for him to have some setback. He Kinda like uh, that
0: humbling moment.
1: Yeah, and cuz I mean he uh you know he starts off the series as you know kind of like a out of a midlife crisis. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a genuinely good dude and he just wants to do good and right. he hasn't faced nearly the amount of adversity As the supporting cast members like we were just discussing everybody in the supporting cast has had some kind of challenge some kind of adversity and you know nolan has had some minor inconveniences you know see also his uh uh relationship with the uh the the uh, the one gal Um,
0: the, the uh homeland agent
1: Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say internal affairs officer, but I knew that was incorrect. But um, but yeah, I mean, so but still that that's kind of one of those things where that just kind of ended with like a firm handshake and they just kind of part ways. And I and I, and think I saw we-
0: that going completely uh, different direction with what they were alluding to the first two or three episodes, because it seemed like she was a dirty cop uh, the way they were the the way they were telegraphing that. But then they it seemed like they cut bait on that and said, nope, never mind. She's good.
1: Yeah. And and I do like the aspect of, um, you know, uh, how how do uh, older adults deal with those kinds of conversations about, Mm. you know, uh, you know, having kids and, you know, being being in that kind of relationship of, you know, when when you're a little older. And I I thought that that was uh, handled in a pretty mature fashion. Yeah. Um, in a in a way that they, you know, it it could have been even more cheap than it already kind of was because I, I I'm with you, Dave. I I think I think they kind of saw an easy out for that character. Um, but it but it's one of those things though where um, yeah, I I think I think I need my man Nolan to have um a little more adversity because look at it this way. Um, parallel to his relationship with the Homeland agent. Uh, turning sour. Likewise, his uh, rekindled relationship with Ali Larder, the, uh, the the doctor lady, you yeah. know, that's that's on the upswing. So it's like everything is is going Nathan Fillion's direction. And, you know, I, I'd make a fair argument for that being a trade up. But that's. That's just I would me. too,
0: <laughs> except uh, she does eat cheeseburgers and cheeseburgers do make women fart. So we, we learned that from her in a, uh, in a previous life. <laughs> yes.
1: <exactly.
0: laughs> that was the first thing I said when I saw her on the screen, I'm like cheeseburger fart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of, I
1: was kind of bummed. Uh, mild, mild spoilers for uh, *Jan and Silent Bob* reboot that uh, that character does not return, unfortunately. Oh So no,
0: no no click commander this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't want to legislate it, but but there is a there is a fun reference to that actually. Um, and I think I think that's coming out on uh, video soon. I want to say like the twenty first. Oh nice. Um, and and I, I, th- I shall
0: scoop that up then.
1: <laughs> it, it's totally worth it. It's uh, you know, I I, I did an episode. Episode, uh with my buddy uh Thunder uh, Camaro Kev from Stack of Dimes and um yeah it's it's uh it's a really fun movie and it's um it's a lot more mature than i think uh, folks give it credit for because you know you think Jay and Silent Bob, you know, you think, you know, Snoochie Boochies mm-hmm. and all that other uh all all those other trappings, but there's a there's there's some um there's a little bit of dramatic meat on the bone and anybody that's either a uh I that's a dad or dad adjacent or anybody that has big dad energy, there's uh there's a lot of stuff that will resonate with a lot of folks and um and Jay Muse actually turns out a pretty, uh, pretty decent performance. Uh, the best he's ever been as uh, as Jay, uh, and I, you know, best writing from Kevin Smith in years. And you know, nice. the last thing I'll say on it. <laughs> Affleck
0: was the bomb in Phantoms, yo! <laughs> he, he was the bomb in Phantoms, yo,
1: and he's the bomb in a uh, Jay Silo Bob reboot. So, uh, so nice. yeah, look for that on the 21st. And I think I'm going to do a deeper dive uh, episode on it because, like, it, we... Um, when we did our episode on it, we just kind of talked about it in broad strokes. He had seen the, the movie back in October, and I had just seen it. I recently saw the Reboot Roadshow uh, when it came into Seattle here. Um, huge, huge great time. Uh, but because of that, we didn't really get into the plot and really spoil a whole lot. But I think it's one of those things where I want to kind of do like the 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 two-hour deep dive, unpack the Easter eggs uh, type of show. I think I think I'll wait until after... I think I'll wait until after it's on video and more folks have seen it. Um, but okay. uh, um, yeah, let let me know if that's something you want to see at Mike Cybert Radio. Um, all right. Where uh, where speaking. were we again? <laughs>
0: Well, I'd I say, uh, speaking of uh, at Mike Cyber Radio, uh, yeah. you sent out a uh, promotional tweet before we hopped on air here, and uh, our good buddy Killing Spree responded to that tweet, if you'd like me to read that for you.
1: Sure. Breaking news, uh, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, <laughs> old school stuff. Uh, so you tweet out uh, that we're going to talk some TV, what are you liking, and what are you looking forward to? Killing Spree responds, he's liking that show Vikings, not the first time I've heard that from somebody. I've heard that's a that's a pretty good show. I think that's the one that's on History.
1: I think so. And I, I was going to say, and I, I don't mean to be be an asshole about somebody's TV choices. Uh, uh, I I I didn't realize that was still a thing. Oh, uh, well, I didn't
0: it, either. Actually, I thought that ended last year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's also liking uh, AEW, the new wrestling uh, show on TNT every Wednesday night, and there there's. I'm gonna get in trouble from from my friends who are who are big AEW marks and whatnot. Yeah, there's things they can fix. There's a lot they can fix. Actually, it's still a good. It holds my attention a lot more than, de- than the WWE has uh, the last six months. They can fix a lot of shit though. There's a lot they can do. So I'm hmm. enjoying it. I'm glad. I'm glad Spree's enjoying it. Others are too. Uh, he's also looking forward to season three of the Orville, which is apparently going to be coming out this fall on Hulu. That's the last I've heard about that. Um, He was hate watching Batwoman. I mean, who who doesn't?
1: (laughs) Not me, man. I, I, you know, I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother uh, to do a, a single one. Couldn't but he tapped
0: it. out after two or three episodes, so he didn't last long. But now is Batwoman – uh, the reason I brought this up is because I wanted to talk about this. Were you watching that uh, Infinite Earths, like, whole big conglomerate thing of the CW you shows? Know,
1: you know, this, this is so embarrassing because I think I've spent at least two of the last three or four TV Episodes that you and I have done together, saying, "Oh man, it, it's so cool that they got Kevin Conroy in to be Bruce Wayne in Crisis." Oh man, mm-hmm. it's so cool that they got Tom Welling from uh, Smallville back for Crisis. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be so cool. It's gonna be so cool. I didn't watch it. Uh, I just i no. it, I think it was one of those things where it it ended up being like a DVR kerfuffle. Um uh-huh. I because I mean it, it it's a crossover in the uh in the classic comic book tradition in that you know part 1 is like batwoman and like part 2 is supergirl and part 3 is flash and so i i well, just i didn't take
0: one, if part 1 was on batwoman no wonder it failed
1: <laughs> well i think i and, and i don't know that to be true i right, i don't have right. <laughs> i don't have it in front of me but um i i think also much like in the traditional comic book tradition um you rope in lesser performing books into a larger uh crossover hoping to pick up some new readers and maybe move some copies now yep. in the tv version of that is like well hey you know watch Batgirl. suddenly i or i'm sorry batwoman no uh, Batgirl, I'd, bat girl i'd i'd watch my face off of right. batwoman <laughs> less um yeah <laughs> i i don't know i i so long story short unfortunately i didn't get around to watching any of it i think i in fact i don't even know if it's done yet because no, I, th- I
0: think there's two more episodes from what i'm seeing and i was looking at that too and yeah it's looks it like they still got another two more episodes so and whatever
1: <laughs> and, and and the common consensus seems to be the folks that like it really like it and the folks that don't Probably weren't in the bag for it to begin with. So, you know, and and I think, um, I I don't remember if it was comicbook.com or just YouTube or whatever, but like, I think like a lot of the individual cameos just ended up getting posted on youtube so ah. it's like i i watched the the uh smallville scene i watched the lucifer cameo i watched the you know kevin conroy is bruce wayne in the in the kingdom come armor and you know so i think i think i kind of got out of it really what i need anyway um and, and we'll
0: come back to lucifer here in a minute because i may have breaking news if you haven't seen this yet
1: Ooh, well, you have all the breaking news because I haven't seen anything. And, okay. and and incidentally, just uh just just real quick, I I guess I should have mentioned this on the front end before we jumped into, uh, the rookie. My uh, my viewing habits have uh, you know, I mean, obviously, have been traditionally ruled by my DVR, but even. Now that I'm in like the process of moving, it's even more so. So I think that's how I miss stuff like Crisis because really it was just it's more or less DVR was on autopilot and Mm. then it was just kind of like churning and burning stuff. It's like, oh, man, we've got three episodes of Blacklist. Well, I guess we have to watch one of them, you know, so you don't
0: have to. (laughs) I mean well you're the only one watching it still
1: well mild (laughs) mild spoilers no that's not mild spoilers not no more i i'm done i'm done you You,
0: finally tapped out you know
1: what you you give me a uh you give me a fall finale with with a bullshit cliffhanger ending and it says "Ooh, coming back in march and i'm like nope no. And it's like, it's like you, you, uh, you can come back all you like, but I'm not going to be there with you. It, uh, basically <laughs> this is cross spoilers and, and really derailing our conversation, but they, they kind of pulled a version of the, uh, million little things, double twist where oh. it's just like, no, it's this, but it's that, oh no, it was this the whole time. And, uh. and I looked at lucky while we we're watching. I'm like, if they do that, I'm out and sure enough they did it. it it was like um so so the the whole thing about the blacklist is it, it's it's revolved around the identity of james spader's uh character raymond reddington you know mm-hmm. is he like a federal agent is he a, a criminal mastermind uh, is he it,
0: actually raymond reddington
1: well and that's <laughs> so that's so that's kind of where where it's gone in recent seasons uh you find out that this guy isn't who he says he is is yeah and then you find out that oh um uh kind of like uh some of the the stuff in the recent star wars it's been like no it was it was that the whole time i i was i was waiting for uh at the end of the episode for what uh you know what's your name red red skywalker or something like <laughs> that. i just made that up uh, yeah. raymond reddington Sk- skywalker but yeah no um <laughs> Oh, that's a huge spoiler. I feel bad about that, but that's um, all right. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, um, no, it's he's great. Spader is is great when he's smarmy and slippery and chewing up the scenery. Uh, but everything else is just garbage. You know, the the supporting cast is mostly waste. Mm. And the thing that I can't forgive is that the main protagonist uh um uh, uh, fbi super agent elizabeth keen is a terrible character she makes poor decisions and suffer suffers no consequences for it and is aggressively unlikable well that's um, a lot
0: of heroes and a lot of shows fall under that category and i'm surprised that that's still the formula that's gone to these days in some of these dramas. Like, yeah, we don't. Not everybody needs to be a house anti-hero, and that's why I think a lot of people try to go for. it.
1: Yeah, and and with, with her character arc has been especially frustrating because she started off as you know, kind of like you know, fresh-faced from the academy, you know, plucky, do-gooding agent, mm-hmm. and then then has some kind of Jack Bauer esque uh, um, character turns, and you know her. A relationship with Raymond Reddington you know it's like you know is he her father is he not uh, spoilers who could possibly know because we don't even know who this guy is right. because it was like well well Raymond Reddington is her father, but this guy isn't Raymond Reddington. He died 30 years ago and I took his place, you know, all all that other nonsense. But um, more or less now where she's been a rogue agent and come back to the fold one too many times for my taste. And 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 more than anything. and, And this 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 sounds terrible. It's 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 a mean spirited thing to say, but she's dumb. Um, the, the 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 problem with a lot of the contrivances in the blacklist is that you have to put aside that this team of folks are trained federal agents. They you know, it's it's the Federal Bureau of Investigation and nobody really seems smart enough to figure anything out uh in fact all the characters are pretty dumb because of the plot you know nothing uh you know about like the individual actors or anything like that it's just like it's it's become a poorly written show kind of uh it's plot first and then you craft character motivation to serve the plot and a lot of people just end up doing dumb stuff there there's this um you know the the new plot element this uh this season was bringing in Elizabeth Kane's mother who is a who was a soviet uh super agent that how ha- was supposedly dead turns out she's not she dead was. and yeah so she uh um but she's still super evil so she moves in uh, into the same apartment building and inserts herself into elizabeth king's life by being a nanny for her daughter so so they're sharing all these scenes and talking about you know i mean they're they're rowing down and hanging out and at the end of it it was like oh my god you betrayed me uh oh but uh, (laughs) but i'm your mother okay cool it's all good let's uh let's go shoot a bunch of people And it's just, it's, it's just, it's not good. It's not good and I'm done with it. I am just, I, and, and so with regards to the identity of Raymond Reddington, what we were told is that he was an FBI agent who chose to, um, or maybe a KGB agent, I don't remember, but anyway, he, he, uh, he was a guy that chose to take on, Raymond Reddington's identity. Raymond Reddington died in a fire and uh, he was going to take over his, his identity and does that. And you find out in these closing episodes that a character we had been hanging out with uh, was kind of like a close confidant to, to James Spader there. Um, He was the KGB agent that was supposed to supposedly to have taken over Raymond Reddington's ID identity but uh, it turns out he didn't, and it's but just he like, kept
0: saying that he was writing to him the whole time and spoopy or and trying to fool Liz into thinking that and yeah yeah it's bad
1: and and it's, it's and it's all dumb it's all dumb uh, it's all dumb and I'm <laughs> done with it. Um, so I don't I don't know where we were going to talk about that in order, but we uh we, we've got that I, I, we're
0: just winging it this time we're just throwing out what whatever sticks. Uh, I nice. do want to circle back though I do want to mention the Lucifer yeah. thing because oh yeah I'm excited for this. Um bad news Lucifer is going to be on its final season with Netflix. They are ending it with season 5 uh officially. Uh but there's going to be a new character and I I actually think you oh, might have shared
1: this. Oh yes. Right. I
0: think you might have shared this and I am excited because we're getting not only probably the second best person that they could have gotten to play God outside of uh, Morgan Freeman, but we have a reun- reuniting of 24 presidents. Yeah. Yeah, Wayne man. Palmer, David Palmer on the same screen again. That's right, Dennis Haysbert.
1: I love God. It. President <laughs> God, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, I hope we get Dennis Haysbert cussing. I hope we get cussing God. We need <laughs> that
1: oh man yeah it's pronounced president god i love it i i think that's brilliant casting and yeah i think it'll be really interesting to see dennis Haysbert and db woodside uh sharing scenes again um because yeah i mean that's i mean you talk about charisma despair you put those two magnetic personalities in a room together woof
0: and then add uh and then add lucifer in oh my god yeah it's just gonna explode every scene that they're in. Yeah. Oh, that's uh
1: that that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm uh um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, do you know when that's uh anticipated to drop, or is that one of those things where they drop casting and say, oh yeah, and then we'll be in pre production like next year?
0: Yeah. So far, I haven't seen any uh, official dates yet. Um, it is saying later this year, but they're not giving like a time frame more specific than that.
1: Okay, well, I mean, so, and and again, it's a, it's Netflix, it's streaming, so it'll it'll probably be like a year or so from now, but then it'll drop all at once. We'll have it then. So that's uh, so that's cool.
0: Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Dennis Haysbert's uh, 24 alum, Kiefer Sutherland, aka President Jack Bauer, teaches legislature did not get renewed yet again.
1: <laughs> oh no! So it, so it was canceled uh, twice. Yeah.
0: Uh, womp, so womp. He, he was he,
1: to remember me he was not the designated survivor after all hey yo. no he was
0: not uh, that's a yeah bummer. no season four that was announced as of last year uh it's probably for the best because i i had hopes i enjoyed parts of this season but then it became sure. too preachy uh amongst a lot of the social issues it's like yeah you didn't need to go that way but you did
1: oh that's man not good did it did it have the 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 libtard sjw agenda there you know, was a
0: it's... little bit there. Um,
1: oh, I was joking. Not Sorry. from
0: where you think it would come from, though. It, yeah. was, it wasn't from Cal Penn. That was where I was expecting it from. But uh, it was other characters that were added to the show that uh, for the season that kind of pushed that, that agenda a little bit. But gotcha. fret not, because uh, I don't know if you've noticed the 24 Facebook page in recent weeks. They keep changing their shit.
1: There's a 24 Facebook page?
0: There is and they keep changing their uh their their profile picture and their header and it's gotten all sorts of people talking about all sorts of things like rumors about a possible another Jack Bauer included season of 24.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I I thought I saw somebody face uh, sharing that on Facebook and it's like Okay. And and I saw somebody and I uh, if it's one of my friends, I apologize if I'm accidentally putting you under the bus. But somebody uh, said, oh, yeah, it would be cool to see 24 Legacy continue. And like, you know, so they could wrap up all those plot lines. And it's like, you can keep that right in your ear, good sir. Yeah, uh, that, like
0: three weeks ago, they uh, twenty-four Legacy Facebook page updated their cover photo, and it shows a picture of a uh, Jack with a with a bulletproof vest on, holding a gun. Oh, uh, yeah
1: that that's circa season seven. I would. Yeah, I would say um, um,
0: but there's a lot there's a lot of speculation. I mean. To me, the only way they could get away with this is to actually put Jack as actual President Jack Bauer and he cuts a fucking terrorist head off in the Oval Office. That's the (laughs) only way I will accept another keeper Sutherland 24 season.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, and I, 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 I don't know what the post was, but I remember sharing it and I was like, you know what? I can hang with this if you go the old man Logan route. You know yeah. where you know it, if you call it like Old Man Jack, you know twenty four colon Old Man Jack. Um, <laughs> I I'd kind of be there for that. You know where it's like I I don't know. You know, I I think well, and and I think it's kind of like the the age that we are now. You know, it's like we we've seen kind of a resurgence of. Uh, the last ride of legacy character. You know, yeah. obviously uh, Harrison Ford has been doing his farewell tour uh, for a while now. Um, You know, so, you know, he shows up in Blade Runner, he shows up as Han Solo one last time, you know, th- th- those kind of things. And I, and obviously the the uh, success of Logan, it, you know, I, I like... I I I have an appetite for, you know, uh we're getting the band back together one last time, you know, that, that kind. Of, you know, what one last case, one last caper, you know, in in this case, I don't I don't know what old man Jack's thing would be, you know, uh one uh, one uh one last uh, uh terror cell to electrocute and and, uh, Tony
0: Almeida with his Chicago Cubs cup as vice president. Oh my gosh! Oh
1: my gosh! I I like your President Jack uh, theory also uh, parallel to it. Uh, but yeah, I I don't I I think I think at this point I would prefer uh, maybe a TV movie uh, a la uh, Twenty Four Redemption, which was like in between like you know season six and seven or seven and eight or whatever it ended up Something being like that, yeah um because they they already kind of tried to do Jack Bauer returns you know it's like uh what did they call it like you know uh one more Re- day or something.
0: or something like that
1: oh that's that's what it was um so yeah i mean so i mean that and and it was fine um i i you know i mean there there were parts of it that i liked quite a bit and there was there was a good fair amount of fan service that i that i liked a lot and i think the truncated uh 12 episode format was a really cool way to go you know kind of a way to split the difference because i don't know if contemporary audiences have the time and patience for literally 24 1 hour episodes of a of a tv show but um I don't now,
0: now. This actually just came across my head. Let me ask you this: today's culture, the streaming culture, could this work?
1: I still think I still think it's too much. Um, How
0: about the twelve? The twelve? If we went that route, the the half a day instead of the full day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, because there's there's a there's a template for that, but uh-huh. I I okay. So here's what we do. Here's here's where we compromise. You do six to eight. Okay. One, one of those kind. Of, and you know, I mean, you throw the whole throw the whole time thing out out the window because, again, it's kind of like a weird antiquated uh, model type of thing. Um, yeah, but they yeah, might
0: proven they don't really need that twenty four gimmick when they did the twelve hour rep, the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, the gimmick is already broken. So mm-hmm. so don't worry about it. You know, it, it's it's uh, unlike Kylo Ren helmet. It's not it's not a toy that you need to put back together. Just how leave dare it. You? Just leave it broken. It's fine. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with these Star Wars spoilers. It's it's been weeks since I talked about it, and it's been weeks since I've seen it. So I don't know why it's top of mind. Uh, but anyway, how dare I, you? <laughs> it uh um, but yeah, I I think if you can do like a tight tight six to eight episode arc and you give Jack Bauer his Logan moment where he has one last adventure where he saves the world and at the end of it, unlike in Rambo Last Blood, you actually unambiguously kill off the, you know, let, let him, uh, you know, go off into the good night and, you know, into the sunset as a, as a, I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: And for me, the the violence level would need to be stepped up because Fox showed a lot when when Jack would terrorize the terrorists. Sure, they could go a step farther on streaming because they don't have networks to censors uh, to deal with. True, could, I could see that being a draw for some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, because yeah, if you oh, see, I, I like that, Dave. You know, you you lean into it. You know, you mm-hmm. can go. Harder with the language and harder with uh, the violence. Though I think for me, it would kind of be bizarre hearing Jack Bauer actually swear. Because... I don't know
0: if we would need Jack to swear specifically, but maybe the terrorist, or maybe even like Ooh. his whoever his boss is at the time, which, whichever one they resurrect, maybe bring George Mason back from a nuclear death. Sure, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's in a he's in a cyborg robot body, <laughs> yeah. just clinking and clanking, and just yeah, I I'd be cool with that. He's just like 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 a brain in a jar. It'd be cool. What the fuck,
0: Bauer? <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, but but I love that. I love that concept of because, I mean, you you know that we all know that that's the story of why damn it is Jack Bauer's, uh, you know, signature catchphrase, because it was network television. And that was the the exclamation he could get away with. And it's mm-hmm. so iconic and important to that character's fabric to where, you know, if he's like you know, fuck this, shit that, you know, you know, uh, uh a flappy, uh a flappy, smelly cunt or some shit like that, you know, it'd be just, it, it just, it wouldn't work when he just pops off and, and yells, damn it. It's like, what are you doing, old man? But yep. I, but I, I love that idea of you just kind of keep him pure as like the, the same Jack Bauer from the show. And so that, that way, more or less what I'm saying is, is I just, I want, I want the damn it's to land.
0: Yes. <laughs> And I think um, they will, even in the sea of, of possible fuck shits ass whatever else. I mean, I think they'll <laughs> still land because it's Jack Bauer and because he's established that that um, that uh, what's the word I'm looking for the the baseline. It's like you know he's gonna say damn it at every bad instance. So oh yeah, yeah. Have him lean into that too.
1: <laughs> oh sure, yeah, and just do like you know a- aggressive fan service point. Yeah, which exactly yeah so um
0: so this is that's all this season would be anyways is aggressive fan service just like you said end it on a proper note make him a hero shoot him off into the sunset in a rocket for all i care yeah (laughs) poochie has returned to his home planet yeah type
1: thing (laughs) dude jack bauer in space i love it machete machete kills in space starring jack bauer i love it (laughs) yes um (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man, I don't know where to go from that because I. <laughs>
1: well, let's 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 uh, loop back around to uh, this uh, tweet from Killing Spree because yes. he uh, um, he did mention uh, season three of the Orville, which will be uh, coming to the Hulu instead of Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything in front of me that gives any kind of uh, um, start date or anything about that. Do you know anything about well, the? Up- I am,
0: oh, I am a part of the official Orville. Facebook fan page uh, where there's actually a few of the people including uh, Gordon Malloy uh, is a member of this group as well so oh, okay. uh, yeah um, they have uh, a couple people that work on the show they're also a part of the uh, the group that feed information to the, uh, the fans and let me see if I can find one of the posts as of now there's no timetable yet I know they're supposed to be they should have already started filming uh-huh. from what they said uh, there's no Date, but they're shooting for the fall of the season. So probably September, October timeframe. Internationally, nothing will change. It'll still appear on whatever networks it was on before, Mm -hmm. but it might just be a longer version. And that's one thing I'm looking forward to on the Orville is maybe having a little bit longer episode arcs when needed, because uh, there was some things that it was spread out over two; it worked, but I need more now because this is probably the best show I've seen in a long time. Not just because of, It being a Star Trek tribute piece, but yeah, it's some damn good writing, some damn good acting as well.
1: I I agree with all that. Um, I, I do have a, a couple, a couple things I, I'm, I'm worried for. One, um, do you think that there will be a loss of momentum from waiting from whenever season two ended? Because it feels like we, you, me, and Killing Spree, we did a, a season one and two retrospective podcast. It feels like well over a year ago. Um, and it's going to be like another year before we get a new season. And that, I don't know, dude, that that just feels like too long Um and it just feels like something can just kind of fade from the uh, from the conscious point. What what do you think of that?
0: Uh, I could see that point, and I, I know this isn't much to gauge on. This fan page has about a quarter of a million uh, followers on it. I, oh, sure. Th- that's not a lot, but I, I think it could be one of those things like, yeah, you might forget about it, but then as— marketing starts wrapping up it's like oh yeah i can go back and watch seasons one and two be prepared for season three coming out and be caught up again kind of like do a revisit mm-hmm. uh in fact they'd be smart to to push that kind of thing probably starting around june july if they are shooting for a september october type uh of launch date that way that people can stream it they can binge it then it's like okay i need season three let let's pick up where this left off if they don't do that, I can see your uh, your concerns coming to life because yeah, uh, year and a half I want to say it would be since the last time the Orville was on uh, on the air. That is a long time between shows.
1: Yeah, and also depending upon how they distribute it, you know, it's it's one of those things. So it's you get year and a half no content, mm-hmm. and then they drop a thirteen episode season all at once. And let's say it drops on a Friday. By Monday morning, everybody will have consumed it and it will be forgotten.
0: Well, that's the thing, too. They haven't announced yet if they're going to do it that way or if they're going to go episodic each week. Sure. Uh, Because Disney Plus did the smart thing with Mandalorian. We'll get to that here in a bit. Mm -hmm. Doing that the week by week instead of just dropping it all at once. Because people were waiting through Christmas to see an important story story arc from happening. Um, They were smart by doing that. I kind of hope the Hulu that Hulu is as smart with Yorville and shows like this. We as fans, we might want it, but we don't need it, if that makes sense well oh, it, it,
1: it does make sense and i want to stick with that for a sec because i i had a a conversation with a buddy of mine at work with regards to the mandalorian and he was really kind of frustrated about the episodic nature of the mandalorian it's like well wait a sec so streaming tv comes along And breaks the traditional television mold, you know, where at a point we're getting truncated seasons, we're getting Mm -hmm. broken up seasons, you know, fall finales like we're talking about, you know, six episodes here, six episodes there, you know, interspersed throughout a year, you know, kind of like The Walking Dead type of model. But, But then streaming then takes its cues from... Um, television, traditional television, and brings back the idea of episodic uh, TV. So instead of being able to binge the Mandalorian to wait, for, mm-hmm. and I and it's it's an incredibly fascinating perspective because what the context we were talking about um, with my buddy is like, well, Disney's trying to tap into some of that that Game of Thrones get get some of that Thrones type of water cooler conversation yeah. because it, that's something that's kind of been with, with as scattered. And as broken as all the models are, that is the one thing that 's really missing from the television watching zeitgeist anymore, and that 's the water cooler converse you mm-hmm. know because people watch things on their dVR they binge things on streaming and that 's why I made that that remark about the Orville and you know it 's like i mean because i I remember when like like the the disney Marvel shows i mean disney marvel jesus the the Marvel. <laughs> Uh, shows first came out on Netflix like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, it took them like two years to make this, and it's just gone in a weekend. It's like, well, what's next? What's next? Give me the next thing. And... You know, uh, doling it out episodically kind of forces you to ponder it a little bit and to build momentum. So like specifically with The Mandalorian, it's like, you know, that first episode drops. I mean, there, there was tons of hype surrounding it. But then the Baby Yoda meme started coming up. Yeah. And and I think that is like the smartest thing that that show ever did, you know, was kind of create this, this viral meme sensation to really get people talking about the show in a way that I, I really honestly believe this, Dave. If all eight episodes of Mandalorian came out over a weekend we would not be inundated with Baby Yoda memes the way that we are now. Sure, we would. Mm-hmm. There would be some, but it wouldn't be as uh, permeating as it is now uh, because you can't get away from them. No.
0: you know? and, and full disclosure, I'm not a Star Wars geek like you are or many, uh-huh. uh, many other of my friends. Those Baby Yoda, which apparently, by the way, Jon Favreau hates that. He's not Baby Yoda. He's the child. Yeah, So I'm going to get that out right now. So the child means that's what drew me. I I was interested. I'm like, okay, let me see what this is about. And I thoroughly enjoyed it as an outsider, as a normie Mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoyed the storyline they went with. I know nothing of the lore. So I had to look up what the end scene meant. I'm not going to spoil it for you right now, but if you've seen it, you know what it means. Um, And I didn't, it's, they brought something in that nobody expected and that's cool for the fans. I'm happy for you guys, but for me, it, it looked cool. I mean, just as a, just as a graphic, just as a visual, it yeah. looked
1: cool. Yeah. And, and I think that was the smartest thing. And I, what do you think of that notion, Dave? Like, you know, uh, cause we're, we're, we're at a spot now where you kind of have a little bit of everything. You've got, you know, HBO doing kind of like a uh, movie studio level quality Shows in like Game of Thrones and Watchmen, which uh, folks were really excited about um, that, that all came out episodically. You got Mandalorian episodically, but then you've got other stuff that that folks still like the binge. So I, I, I guess I, I'm kind of wondering how, how you feel about kind of like maybe the, the, the weird fragmented state of where. Uh, where TV viewing is at.
0: So this is why I'm a centrist politically, and I and you, you'll see that here in a minute. Okay. For for some some shows it works, for others it doesn't. And I'll explain that. Shows like The Orville, like The Mandalorian, like our proposed Jack, old man Jack Bauer president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those shows would be served better to be put out week by week episodically on whatever platform they're on. Because like you said, it lets you absorb, it lets you think about, it lets you process what you just saw a lot better than you're prepared to go into next week. Okay, I'm ready now. Where if you had to bend every episode of The Mandalorian, like you said... There's so much there. You got to watch it repeatedly, but then you'll get burned out on it. Then you have shows like the the the, the comedy shows on on Netflix, for example, like Santa Clarita Diet back in the day, Mm -hmm. uh, The Ranch, The Ranch, uh, Fuller House, stuff like that. Those could be those you could sit down and spend the day just binging, not thinking anything more of it. I think they're starting to find what formula works for which shows, which is why I have hope that the Orville will be weekly episodic instead of mm-hmm. binge all at once.
1: And I, I wonder if that is, um, Oh, see, and I, I, I'd have to do more research because it seems like that binge is something that's specifically, uh, inherent to Netflix. Like, I mean, uh, like, a,
0: I no, mean, cause Hulu does the same thing. Cause like with future man, um, uh-huh. there, there was that, uh, I, there's a couple other shows I've watched on there that they had all of them too. uh letter They Letterkenny, did that as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, th- I haven't seen them do a weekly. I I may be wrong that they might have done one. I just haven't watched it, but okay. I think they need to do this. Maybe the Orville will be the first that they haven't done one if they have let let us know on uh at Mike Cyber Radio cuz mm. I don't know 100%. I have not watched every single thing on Hulu surprisingly.
1: <laughs> well, like but, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, so like uh, uh folks are digging on uh The Witcher on uh on Netflix and um, you know, it's, it's not my jam, uh, you same. know, H- Henry Cavill needs to have a mustache, you know, a mustache right. or nothing for <laughs> me. Uh, but, uh, but I, I don't know if that's, if that's all at once or, um, you know, meaning like if it's in a binge or if it mm-hmm. was uh weekly, because people seem to be talking about that a lot, um, kind of in the same way that folks are talking about the Mandalorian. So maybe, maybe that, that disproved. Um, kind of my theory there about a water cooler conversation. I'm, I'm not really sure though. I, I would say that I think while, while, you know, Witcher memes are, you know, uh, uh, prevalent as well. I'm not hearing folks talk about like specific plot points. They're just kind of like talking about, you know, the show in broad strokes, whereas, Whereas again, like the, um, with Mandalorian, it was, you know, kind of like a cavalcade of increasing memes, you know, it's like first it's baby Yoda, then it's, then it's, this is the way. Yeah. And, then, um, you know, I, I, think there, there's been a couple others that, you know, are kind of very plot specific that you didn't get until you got to those weekly released episodes. Yeah,
0: and and The Witcher, uh, I just looked it up. It was all at once on December twentieth. It was all released uh, all eight episodes. So, uh, yeah. Again, I don't know of Hulu having a weekly. They might. I'm not sure. I know they have. They there's like a New York Times show that FX does that Hulu puts out like two days before airs on FX. So that's technically a weekly, but that's not at the same time if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that that that
1: uh, that makes total sense. And I, I mean, I guess since we we've kind of stumbled into the streaming conversation, at at what point do we think that um streaming is going to be the new cable?
0: Oh, we're we're already recabling as we speak. I mean, we we've talked about it on past episodes where all these different subscriptions get you certain things, but you have to have one to get this specific show and then you have to have another one to get this specific show and you can't have uh, we're already being recabled at some point i don't know how they're going to do it but at some point i'm expecting them to have kind of like the the disney plus uh espn hulu package but they're going to do it with more options to plug and plug and play into there that's going to take some monstrous Uh, cooperation between these streaming companies but i think it will be done at some point
1: interesting because i and i bring that up because we're only a couple weeks away from picard uh, dropping on the cbs all access and so i i am faced with that same dilemma that i was faced with a couple years ago with star trek discovery um which i still haven't signed up for a trial i still haven't watched any of it and it's like but I think I kind of want to watch this Picard and and then, yeah, it just it's it, it, I, I don't know when we hit peak streaming because one of the the other flip sides of Mandalorian is that, you know, after that last episode uh, debut just after Christmas and just after the uh, release of uh, the Rise of the Skywalker, um subscriptions kind of dropped off. You know, the, yep. there was there was there were I, I don't know if droves is is a accurate measurement, but a lot of people unsubscribing from the plus because it's like, well, I got my Mandalorian. I, I you know, I don't I don't need to watch uh, Chip and Dale Res- Rescue Rangers or DuckTales or Tailspin or or, or X- high
0: school musical, the musical, the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, so which is a, a- thing. <laughs> <laughs> though there's a there there is a show on there like uh um, imagineering i think it's called and it's kind of like about the history of like the disney parks like that, yep. that looks pretty uh
0: bloom show is pretty fun too
1: oh yeah i was gonna ask you about that
0: very yeah, good i've watched uh, i've only watched the uh like the first episode i haven't went back to it um that's another one that they're putting out weekly so I'm kind of waiting for them to bank those up. I don't know if they they're done yet, but I'm going to like binge those too. And that's another option that we didn't even explore. A lot of people who don't mind being behind the times, they would wait for it to all be done and then go back and watch it. So there's another option that we didn't even think about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but I mean, and and sticking with the, the Mandalorian because I can't quite shake it. I, it was just kind of like, well, I, it was so weird because like, um, People on the internet have been mostly cool even now aside mm. from loudmouth podcasters uh you know casually throwing out uh um spoilers they've been spoiled in memes but that's that's yeah. the way it is um but uh i i would say that there have been less spoilers for the rise of skywalker than there were mandalorian it's like yeah. i i knew the two major spoilers of the end of the first episode of mandalorian uh, when I signed into my work computer the morning, the uh, the the episode dropped, and then you know through the memes and everything else, it was like, um, it was like I I had it hard spoiled as we went, and it's yeah. and so I mean I'll I'll still go back and watch it because you know again obviously it was it was. Made for me, apparently. Right, <laughs> uh, but, um, but, but, but it, it, it's it's interesting also to where you know I kind of. Um it it was up to me to choose to not get on the bus. You know, to hmm. let the bus leave without me. It was kind of like a, a buyer beware type of thing. Um and I guess I just didn't anticipate that it that the spoilers would be that hard and that fast. I I, I don't I don't think any of us. Well,
0: I don't think anybody uh, they kept the whole uh, the child thing a secret apparently so much so that they didn't even have any toys produced for it because I don't think they anticipated how popular that character would be just because of how it looks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Nobody, nobody anticipated it blowing up the way that it did. And, and that's great. But, um, but likewise, you know, so, so you have that, but, and, you know, we talked about Picard a little bit uh, coming Mm -hmm. up on uh, CBS all access. Uh, But then you've got other streaming services, like you've got, you know, this Apple TV plus and they have like, they have like half a dozen shows, and I could not care less.
0: One of them doesn't look bad from the previews I saw, but I don't know how SJW it goes. Um, the The morning show, the one with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell.
1: Oh um, yeah, the the discount Matt Lauer show that that yeah. looks like a big no thank you.
0: Uh, it, it has my curiosity. At least a little bit, because it's it's media, of course, and it's behind the scenes stuff. So I'm, I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. I almost want to watch find a way to watch it because of that I have no Apple products. I, I hate yeah. Apple. Sure, uh, sure. To be honest with you, sorry Apple, sorry iTunes people. Oh, sorry Apple Podcast people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuckers. I got that email too. <laughs> uh, you know if, if you're if you're looking for that type of uh type of thing, go watch Bombshell instead. Yeah, that, that looked
0: good too with uh with Har- Miss Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, Kennedy,
1: I I personally didn't like it because it, it's uh um uh and I think they I'm on the too far um no no I okay. I think where where it goes too far is that it over fictionalizes at a time where it doesn't need to because the truth is far more compelling than any of the exaggerated fiction uh, and because like so uh uh mild spoilers the the movie starts with a lengthy disclaimer that ooh. says hey man this is based on real events there are a lot of real people depicted, but there's also a lot of fiction people, and a lot of these fiction people are like um, amalgams and uh, and uh, uh, whatever other word I'm thinking of, where where they're 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 kind of like fictionalized versions of real people interacting yeah. with actual real people, and and I think that made it weaker. I, I like think,
0: how uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, Michael Myers character was like a conglomeration of all the record executives that turned down Queen. Yes, that, exactly that like, that. like that. That kind of that kind of character.
1: That was the word I was looking for: conglomeration, uh, or yeah. at least one of them. But yeah, it was like yeah. So it's, it's kinda like it's kind of like analogous with like several other folks and I didn't think that it needed that. Um, no. you know, Charlie's Theron is is great. She is almost unrecognizable as Megan Kelly. It's it's uncanny. It's yeah. Uh, terrifying. Yeah, I've um, seen the
0: previews I'm like, is that did they actually get Megan Kelly yeah, to find herself? <laughs> it is it,
1: it's it's chilling. And I know that uh, you know, she just got an Academy Award uh nomination for Best Supporting Actress, but I think Margot Robbie is ter- um me personally that's just one guy talking anyway but, yeah. but i would say that like that as a two hour movie for that type of storytelling i think is far more compelling than like however long this this not matt lauer show about matt lauer um, True. Okay. and 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 i and i apologize i i dragged us way far afield because like i guess what i was talking about is like you know at at a certain point you need to have content to drive people in. So, like, uh, you know, Disney Plus, they're like, hey, man, we got Star Wars. You like Star Wars? Um, soon we're going to have Marvel. Hey, you like yep. Marvel? Oh, by the way, you like Disney? You know, CBS yep. All Access is like, hey, man, but we got that Star Trek, yo. Um, and Apple then, but-
0: Plus has peanuts.
1: In space, um, oh that's you know, <laughs> I, I and they kind of bury the lead in those commercials. It's like I see more of that Jason Momoa show I can't see uh, yeah, and it's just like but but I'm like, what is this? This is nothing there there you need recognizable i p for you know just to just to latch onto stuff, and then like you look at something like say like h b o max that's going mm. to be coming up, I think that's a streaming service, but it's giving me stuff that. I don't want. Now, I don't is that want the
0: uh, like mixture of uh, like they're kind of absorbing, for lack of a better term, DC. Yeah, into but, that. Okay.
1: So yeah, so you're gonna get like a Green Lantern show. It's like who wants that? I don't want. Corey. That. <laughs> Wait. Corey wants it. <laughs> Shout out to you, Cork. you <laughs> Uh But yeah, it's and I I don't remember some of the other stuff that they had, but or even like you know the uh, NBC. Um, uh, thing yeah, peacock. Uh, pe- peacock. Yep. You know, you're getting like a Saved by the Bell sequel. Who oh, cares? God, don't even
0: get me fucking started on that
1: bullshit. <laughs> well, what, what I'm saying that, and, and that's what I mean by peak streaming is like I, it, it's you get you get flooded with a bunch of content that you want, but then you're also flooded with an equal amount of stuff that um I I don't know. It kind of feels like uh the early days. Hey, hey, yeah, what? yeah.
0: How about say, yeah, you, know, you know who else did that? What's that? C- cable.
1: Oh, good. point. Oh, see, <laughs> see. I, I think. I think. I think we've stumbled into it for sure. Like I said
0: we're recabling. It's it's going to catch on, Mike. We just got to push that term
1: recabling. <laughs> recabling. I, I like it. And yeah, it's so it. But it it's giving us stuff I don't want. I mean, there, there's. Yeah. Um. I I I'm going to be sad when Brooklyn Nine Nine is no longer on my Hulu. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for Peacock. I'm gonna set my DVR and watch it on TV. Yep. Yeah, um, I actually went
0: back and uh, and re-binged the first few seasons because uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is not coming back until uh, February. I think it is. Let me double check that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, February six. Uh, they have a one hour special and then they go to eight thirty on uh, Thursday nights on NBC.
1: See, yeah. and so I I just I don't understand because like and. I, I wonder if NBC has like some really big guns that they're hiding um, because yep. I mean like they just they just gave Seth MacFarlane like you know the this uh, you know million jillion billion dollar deal. Yeah, which I I was going to mention this when we were talking about Orville, but I couldn't couldn't swing it hard enough. I couldn't couldn't right. crank the segue enough to to bring that in because no,
0: I, I forgot about that. I was going to bring that up too because yeah, that's that's huge. I don't know if anyone understands the gravity of that because Seth MacFarlane was a pitcher on Fox for what two decades, basically. Yeah. Uh, with Family Guy, American Dad, um, Orville, of course, whatever else he worked on, because he worked on a lot of stuff too. Um, oh yeah. And then NBC, Comcast, Universal coming in and swooping him up. They have a lot of stuff coming up. I'm sure Brooklyn's not going to go on forever. Superstore is probably run its course. I mean, there's a lot of comedy spots opening up.
1: So you are are you predicting that's what Peacock is going to be? Um, kind of, kind of. I and I don't mean this disparagingly. Okay, maybe I mean it. Just yeah, strangely. you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, You always uh, mean it. Disp- disp- <laughs> disposable half hour sitcoms, yeah, you know, half hour I, comedies, just kind of like you know, just kind of like cranked out of a meat grinder, like so much uh, ranted hamburger, that that kind of thing.
0: I think that will be part of it. The other part will be Law and Order.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I think you're on to something. See, it's so funny. I went from a ranted hamburger relate to be like, oh. You know, you you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Because yeah, makers could- of Law and Order
0: Special Bits Unit, Law and Order Cyber, Law <laughs> and Order, all these other things.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I was I was watching an episode of NCIS. I don't remember which one it is. Whether it was the New Orleans one or the regular flavor, it doesn't really matter. But somebody made like no fewer than four different references to the the cyber division, oh and, my God. And, and I'm like, you watch, you watch. Within two years, they're going to have NCIS. CIS colon cyber They had
0: uh, CSI cyber do you remember That atrocity
1: nobody does Nobody <laughs> they does They Dave. tried it and it
0: failed I mean, I mean,
1: it R.I.P. Patricia Arquette but still I mean it,
0: it lasted about as long as People Laughlin did <laughs>
1: oh man i will
0: always get... mention people off of any chance i can <laughs> you know
1: hugh jackman has your thanks yes, he uh... is <laughs>
0: but, but no, yeah I, I i mean seth McFarlane going to nbc that's going to be a, a a game shifter because i mean fox they're going to have the sentence forever I, I don't see that ending anytime soon um but they have nothing else on there and seth took probably half of his uh like like half the sunday night animation domination at this point I don't know. If family Guys even going to be on there anymore. They can switch to NBC. We don't even know.
1: Well, and, and that's why I was going to ask. It's like, what What do you think the future of this content is? Because here's the other thing. You know, we were just uh, sucking a lot of that big, fat, throbby Orville dick. Where's that yep. going to go? I mean, it's like, so is it? So it's going to be on Hulu for a season and then what? Move over to Peacock? Yeah, because or- I don't.
0: I don't know if it's signed more than one season. I I know they signed for season three. They who or Fox kinda just shoved it over to Hulu because that, right. that was around the time they acquired Hulu. They're like, oh yeah, you can go over here. You can go play over here. Go do their thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this this could potentially be a disaster for uh for Orville fans. Um, good, and that's sad. Well, and who knows if uh if old Seth even has the time and opportunity to uh be the star of a television show well, so could,
0: could the orville work with maybe a uh a, a gordon Malloy captain or uh really I, I don't even know who else could be captain on there unless they bring somebody else in from the outside yeah but then it, who but then who do you replace him with because he's yeah. for for better or worse he fits that role really well
1: of course of course um and really the, all all of those ideas just just give me a sour stomach and bitter beer face i'm just like yeah. eh, i don't i don't want any of that no um so yeah i just i i i don't know what the solution is but i thought since we were talking so much um around this type of stuff i thought we'd at least uh uh spend a little bit of time uh one last yeah. thing i i wanted to mention on uh on disney plus a little bit is uh the um the marvel shows that were originally slated for 2021 like like the WandaVision and the mm-hmm. and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier apparently all of that stuff is getting moved up
0: yeah. um
1: it's and and I wonder if that is in response to um uh subscribers leaving post Mandalorian you know or
0: I, even Peacock cuz that's launching what February maybe I think I think I saw that but yeah I mean if they're moving it up because a lot of the stuff is being moved up fairly, like within the next month or so, if I'm not mistaken, like the, it's being really moved up. So I don't know if that's in response to a potential launch from NBCU. Yeah,
1: uh, it- I'm
0: on the I'm on the Peacock TV website and has a flashy little uh, flash splash screen on here that says Peacock on it. Uh, no, oh, like no,
1: Home Star Runner. Oh, shout out! Yeah. Shout out to Flash. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no date yet, but it's probably gonna be soon. I'm sure they're gonna watch it here uh probably within the first quarter I would say of the of the year.
1: Yeah. So it oh yeah, that does have some jumpy animation. That's that's nice. <laughs> I, I, I i went to the I went to the website and Oh here we go. Oh, uh oh, April th-
0: twenty twenty.
1: There it is. Wow. So that's 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 a whole bunch of right? that is It's and and yeah, so and at what point are we gonna uh well okay, well let me see. So we have the major networks, uh ABC kind of has their own streaming platform in either Hulu or Disney Plus, you know, uh, depending upon how you want to slice that. Right. Um, NBC will have Peacock. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, CBS has all access.
1: CBS has all access. So And
0: Fox technically has Hulu since they own it, which is still Disney-ish kind of, I think. I think that falls under that Disney uh, acquisition umbrella.
1: I wonder, playing rampant, aggressive speculation, I wonder (laughs) if at some point we'll see some other uh, further fragmentation and where Hulu just dissolved. Uh, Because it feels like it's unlike, say, because I I think the future of this streaming stuff is going to be in branded content. Apple TV+, Disney+, ESPN+, uh, Netflix+. CBS All Access, Hulu doesn't fit into na- any of that because, like, what what what's the first thing you think of when you think of Hulu?
0: Reruns, uh, stuff you missed the night before. Yeah, you don't really think of original content up until probably within the last year, year and a half.
1: Yeah, give or take. Um, Where so Netflix yeah, Netflix
0: was banging these out for the last four or five years.
1: Yeah, and, and some of it was even kind of good. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Joel McHale show with Joel McHale should come back damn it
1: (laughs) I swear we should have a Mike and Dave tv episode bingo because like you got you got in a Viva Laughlin reference you got in a Joel McHale show with Joel McHale reference (laughs) I did um so yeah.
0: I, I haven't opened up a socket yet, so.
1: Very good. All <laughs> right. So, um any any further thoughts on on streaming? I know I know we kind of took like a a really long detour, but I know because of the, the way that we record and kind of the rhythm and cadence of our conversations, that's the, the tangent that always gets skipped over. It's like, Oh, maybe next time we'll talk about streaming. Maybe next time we'll kind of talk about, uh, you know, these models. And, and I'm, I'm kind of glad we, (laughs) I, I
0: think think it kind of like, because it's still evolving so much and there, we still don't know, like, like you said, have we reached, Peak streaming content-wise, I I don't think we have. I think we're close. I don't think we have 100 percent yet, though. But I think that's why it's all. There's always trepidation ab- about us talking about it because we don't know what's going to continue by the time we record again. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs> well, and 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 you know, kind of uh, inside baseball here. I I think some of the the ulterior motives and and side purpose goals. Of us recording some of these uh, shows interstitially is yep. so that we're not talking for four hours at a clip because there's always <laughs> so much to cover. It um, always
0: fails, though. <laughs> it,
1: it always fails because I mean we we've already crossed an hour and and there yep. there's still a good handful of shows that that I think we want to kind of um, discuss a little further in depth in, in terms of yep. like stuff that's coming up and and uh, things we want to reflect on for the. Uh, from the last season. So yep. um
0: I guess we can go back to the T V side then if yep. uh if there's nothing else on the streaming.
1: Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say that's and, and oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier when I was making my comments about uh us kind of being ruled by our D V R. Um I I have consumed no streaming TV in like the, I, I want to say since before Christmas, oh, like wow. the, there's an entire season of Jack Ryan on Amazon. I haven't watched. There's an entire season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon that I have not watched. And it's kind of interesting and you know, we talk about being ruled by our DVR. I was like, "Hey, Lucky, you, do we want to watch some of this?" Brings up the DVR, sees that we have four episodes of Blacklist, five episodes <laughs> of Hawaii Five O, six episodes of Magnum, No Comma Pi. Um, you know, y- y- uh, you know, three or four episodes of Madam President, or mm. you know, so you y- y- you get the idea. Um, so yeah, so we just we just haven't gotten to it because it's it's not in the same queuing as as our D V R. But I've I've legislated that plenty in in uh, previous episodes. I think folks kind of understand my viewing habits as bizarre (laughs) as they are uh by now. So I don't want to necessarily legislate that. But I guess I wanted to as we left and transition out of out of streaming, I yeah, I just I just wanted to put that on Front Street that yeah, I haven't I haven't watched a damn thing. Ah, Very good.
0: (laughs) Well uh heading back over to the T V side of things, uh I'm gonna kinda bounce around a little bit. There's a couple there's very few th- new things coming out in the mid season uh, replacement schedule. There's uh, I think five shows that are new to the lineup that, that I counted that are really worth anything, but I do want to jump back a little bit just to touch okay. on something. Um, have you been watching the greatest piece of TV that ABC has ever put on last Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday? I hope you know what I'm talking about.
1: I don't know what you're talking about because ah, uh, because uh, no. Ken
0: Jennings, Ken Jennings, James Holzhouser, and uh, the oh. other guy who can't win anything.
1: <laughs> I, I thought I thought we I I my brain broke for a second. I'm like, you better not be talking about that AGT colon the champions. And then I realized no, no, that was on. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But no, uh, Jeopardy the goat has been some of the best primetime TV that I think I've seen in recent memory.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it, it, it's a convergence of so many things. I mean, it's like you, you have, uh, I don't know if it's figuratively or literally the all time greatest players and
0: arguably, yes, they are the the three best arguably.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then you also have, you know, kind of, uh, um, Alex Trebek, you know, kind of like you know where I, I I think that we're we're in the twilight of this current iteration of Jeopardy. You know, we, we kind of talked about uh, you know Logan a bit, and, and this this feels um, I mean not to be incredibly maudlin or morbid about it, but th- this kind of feels like Logan for uh for Alex Trebek here it feels like that this could be a very satisfying capstone mm-hmm. um I I don't think that's in the cards I'm just I'm just doing my own speculative fiction over here oh, but, oh no um, you're
0: not alone in that I've said that actually uh, as su- after the first night ended I'm like you know what this needs to be at the end of this tournament the end of this this greatest of all time showcase that they're doing this ha- this is the note he needs to go out on yeah I don't think he will. I think he'll go as long as he thinks he can. Yeah. And more props to him for that. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he should, though. I think this should be, like, the cherry on top. This is it. Yeah. Uh, um, And just... The banter between the three contestants, especially Jane. Um like he buzzed in before Brad one for one question he goes, haha, before he answered. <laughs> I, I busted up laughing so hard. I'm like, that's never happened before. That's awesome. The only that's thing that funny. can make this better is if James goes full Sean Connery on Alice Trebek for one of these episodes and i want that so bad
1: <laughs> <laughs> i agree yeah i mean a, a lot of folks have been posting that uh as well and all the memes all, all and the jeopardy if you don't know memes.
0: what that is ask your parents <laughs> it's ask been that long too by the way god. it's been that long since we've had the celebrity Jeopardies on snl
1: mm-hmm. good god <laughs> but yes yeah no that i i agree with you dave that that is that is probably the best thing on network tv right now for sure it is
0: and it, uh, we're recording on a Monday, so you'll be dropping this probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So tonight, yep. there should be another episode, so check it out.
1: <laughs> oh, very good.
0: But yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned uh, Jeopardy! Goat because, uh, yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> um, and plus, it's making sure that we don't have to watch uh, like the Connors or the Goldbergs or anything like that on Tuesday Wednesday for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so apparently, this is a, a first to three, so this could go up to, I think, four more nights, too. It's whoever hits three three wins uh, first wins the whole thing.
1: Oh, very good. So, But no,
0: awesome. uh, there, there's a couple I wanted to touch on. And uh, first off, I, I, I'm going to bring it up again. Uh-huh. I, I know you hate this show with a passion. I don't blame you because I was there at one point and then I watched it and I got hooked. But the Mass Singer last season, I was about ready to be done with it.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: I was very close because one of the characters on there was a fox and they're on Fox. And it was obviously a black gentleman under the mask, Uh judging by his voice. You see where I'm going with this. And if they would have pulled that, that lazy ass writing, that lazy ass uh, option for that character, I would have been done with the show forever. Luckily, it was not Jamie Fox. So.
1: <laughs> because if,
0: it, if they would have made Jamie Fox the fucking fox on a fox show, that that's just the epitome of laziness to me. Yeah, uh, it ended up being who I thought it was, Wayne Brady, and he ended up winning the whole thing, which was cool. Um, and I, I, I'm kicking myself I should have known from week one because. He has a distinctive voice, and I've watched yeah. pretty much every fucking uh, episode of Who's Line Ever, so I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what this is the beauty of the show that I I know you haven't watched it, but this is the beauty of the show is that okay I know that, but who is it? Type thing, and I I know it's yeah. not for everybody. I, I I get that, but Joel did come back this week. I meant to tell you that he did, or this this past season he did ridicule Ken Jong mercilessly. So I think you would have enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I, I think you should go and watch some of these because they're, they're doing another season starting after the Super Bowl. Um, season three already of this thing. Yeah. Which has apparently given Fox an idea to do a spin off of the show. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this or not.
1: No. Nope. Tell, you, tell you, me you, more. You, tell me more. The, you've Wh- seen The
0: Masked Singer. Get ready for the incredibly unappealing Masked dancer.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I in in my in my mind. I was like, I I because like I I've done a fair amount of uh um accidental spoiling recently. Like yep. uh when when we were recording our uh, uh Star Wars episode with Killing Spree, he brought up. He's like, oh yeah, you you remember uh uh Mega Maid from Spaceballs? I'm like, oh yeah, man. She goes from suck to blow, and he's like, audible silence, audible silence. Well. Well, I'm not going to play the drop now. And I'm like, oh, no, I totally ruined your thing. I didn't mean to. So, yeah, I, I almost popped off with the mass dancer. That is that's yeah. stupid. That that yeah. is stupid city, Dave.
0: Yeah. Apparently they're working with uh, Ellen. Apparently she does this uh, as a segment oh, on her Christ. show and they're trying to make it an actual thing now. So
1: and, and this is completely different than the flirty dancing, right?
0: Oh, don't even get me started on that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be... You
1: can, you oh, can what, check what that. What
0: could go wrong? It's a blind date and you dance.
1: Yeah, oh, Shut up, fucking Fox.
0: <laughs> from, the make, from the network that brought you Temptation Island.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Good
0: god! But yeah, apparently this is in development even. They even uh, have previews pretty much for it. Uh, it's gonna be bad that needs to just not be a thing first off the whole premise behind the masked singer is to listen to the voice yeah the masked dancer has nothing you can guess realistically who they are it's gonna fail I hope and I hope this one fails I said that about the masked singer I really mean it about the masked
1: dancer i got you well and i i think that i mean because i mean we've seen this this model played out time and time and Mm -hmm. time again i think that i mean so it seems like we're going to start getting uh two seasons of mass singer a year Yep, um
0: kind of like the voice or um actually the voice is the only one that does the double season i think that's the. That don't count. AGT's crap tastic champions bullshit.
1: So mad about that. I
0: am because Why so they mad? already did a champions last year. They don't need a second one less than a year later.
1: Well, it's the other champions, or no, or no, mo- it's not. more champions. Or... No, it's not well because because <laughs> yeah, I know. I I feel bad for him, but yeah, you can't. Um. Uh. I I lost my train of thought. <laughs> It was just,
0: That's what uh, happens when you watch these shows. You lose your train of thought. And you're yeah, like, I Why? just, I, I don't know.
1: It's so frustrating. Uh, uh, but, but, no. but I, I feel that it's gonna um hit an oversaturation point, just like The Voice, just like American Idol. You know, just like you know whatever else. Where, um oh, who wants to be a millionaire? You know, Weakest Link. You know, yeah. the things where it's like something got a a bit of viral popularity. And then suddenly you can't get away from it, and you you have you have folks like me that already have contempt for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're already um uh, anti mass singer, but then um then they start driving away folks like you. Yeah, and then I don't know where where the civilians get caught in the crossfire on that, I, and I just I feel like everybody loses.
0: Now, not for nothing. A weakest link with, like, a Ricky Gervais or Stephen Fry as the host would kill right now. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Not for nothing. I, that That's one I will 100% endorse them bringing back. I miss the weakest link. That was such a fantastic show.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it was snarky TV at a time where it wasn't. I mean, because basically the the other model was... Uh, friendly, safe Regis Philbin on uh, yep. on Millionaire. He's like everybody, you know, everybody's friend. And uh, so, yeah, so th- I I could deal with that now. Even if it's so- like
0: a summer thing, like they do with uh, Pressure Luck or Pyramid or uh, the other slew of game shows, they bring back, uh, put it on uh, one of the weeknights or something. Yeah.
1: So, Dave, I I have a weirdly hot take that oh, that doesn't belong in this episode. But I'm gonna say it anyway, because I because I have no other placeholder for it. Brilliant. Um So you mentioned Ricky Gervais.
0: I did. And oh, we're go- we're going here. We're we're, go- we're, we're going, going here. here. We're okay. going
1: here. It's TV adjacent.
0: It is. Here it is to, my. It was on TV. It has to do with TV.
1: <laughs> so here's my my bizarre hot take that I think I am literally the only person that has has uh, this hot take. Okay. I enjoyed. Everything Ricky Gervais had to say at the Golden Globes, I, I, yeah. you know, it was it, it was fine. It, it was it was a long time coming and all of that. Yeah. I also parallel to that feel that it was manufactured and contrived. You're to not the,
0: alone there. Really? No. Um, because
1: because everybody I have mentioned that to looks at me like I got something on my face.
0: Oh, oh it, no, I I. I can see it i'm not all the way there i see it though and i agree to a point um but there's many people in my circle that feel the same way as you that that's not the first i've heard that opinion and i can definitely see the reasoning behind it um it, it did need to be said everything oh, that sure. he said up there was 100 percent it uh-huh. needed to be said and actually more if we're being honest Oh yeah. um oh, yeah. but they knew what they were doing. This was manufactured probably by ABC to get the view.
1: That's what I mean. It's like, so is, is provocative content less provocative because it's the, the circumstances are manufactured. Now don't, uh, and I'm just talking to the audience don't don't mis- mistake what I'm saying in that like you know his stuff was scripted or was mm-hmm. told to say anything. no th- this uh,
0: they gave him free reign basically and he said and, what he said
1: and he took it and and, yeah. and, and, and I, I believe that everything that came from him was genuine for him. Mm-hmm. so so I got I gotta say that but I believe that the circumstances that allowed that to happen were manufactured. I mean,
0: when you look at his facial expressions as he's saying it, you could tell he meant it. He, This is his thoughts. These weren't written down bullet points for him to hit. This, yeah. was, this came from his mind and his heart, mm-hmm. the, the things that he was saying. So, yeah, 100%, it was not scripted. It was not written for him, or he wasn't told to hit certain bullet points. ABC right. and whoever, the producers were probably like, you know what? Say whatever. We know what we're getting with you. Do it.
1: And, and I appreciate that he, you know, just doesn't give a fuck and is unabashed and and again I believe he's sincere in that. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the sincerity and a little bit of the sting, uh, kind of kind of gets sucked out of it because ABC knew this was going to happen. In fact, you you watch the promos. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it's right there. That was yep.
0: the whole lead up. Was what's Ricky going to say? What what what's his outlandish thing going to be? And, and I we don't, got
1: it <laughs> and I don't I I don't and I, I think that that takes some of the punch out of it takes a little bit of the sting out of it. see um, for me for mm, me
0: um I see it I see where you're coming from and again going back to being the centrist that I am politically it depends on the message
1: well I I can also tell you is that you know in the wake of that Ricky Gervais suddenly became like a uh a right-wing conservative superhero um you know <laughs> which is- funny as fuck (laughs) yeah it's and it's hilarious so and and i know that because you know some people know where i work but i i spent several mornings chopping up audio so i i've spent a lot of time with this material Mm -hmm. um you know uh prepping it for various different shows and so and i know how um uh conservatives have really taken it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, stick it to those fucking liberals, and uh, and it's like, do you he know anything <laughs> about Ricky Gervais's politics? So right. so it's it's all it's it was all incredibly bizarre and weirdly surreal uh, uh, to me. Uh, but I I guess I just needed to get that off my chest because I hadn't found an opportunity to say anything about it uh, up until I, now. But so with I,
0: the- I, I think this could be a whole other episode for us too. By the way, because. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That's a a whole other rabbit hole we could go down because, like you said, conservatives – I've seen so many commenters on Facebook, oh, Ricky's become a conservative. No, you fucking idiot. He just says what he says. He's a liberal through and through. He just said something you agree with. That doesn't mean he's a fucking conservative. You can have – I, uh, you can say things that go against what your uh, affiliation is if they make sense. And that's the thing. This made sense for the time because, yeah, yeah Hollywood is pampered. Hollywood is babied. Hollywood thinks their shit doesn't stink and their opinion right. matters more than the, than anyone else in public. Fuck off with that. That's basically what he said. Accept your fucking award. Get off the fucking stage. That was brilliant. That's something that has been needed to be said. Now, there's like five people that, that didn't listen, Patricia Arquette by the way what the fuck happened to her
1: <laughs> i don't know dude oh my god <laughs> too, too much csi cyber
0: <laughs> no that, that she had too much something cyber i mean yeah. did she get a boob job or something or like 20 boob jobs
1: <laughs> all, all the boob jobs
0: good gosh she looked horrible too for yeah. what, what she like Late 40s, early 50s,
1: something like that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it was it was it was <laughs> not a good look. But then on the weird, and this is this is where I get really puzzled because it's I I I forgot what year it was for a sec. So you have Ricky Gervais comes out, does what he does on uh, on Golden Globes immediately after that. You get the announcement that next year it's going to be delightfully safe. Uh, the return of Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, and it's like, yeah. what year is it? I feel like Robin Williams and Jumanji all of a sudden, and it's yep. just like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand it. It's, no.
0: <laughs> It's all contrived bullshit to make themselves feel better about stuff that they don't need to feel good. That's why, that's why I bowled down too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, somehow I want to rope this back around yeah. to talking about, uh, network TV. Cause there, there were, there were a couple more, uh, shows that one, we wanted to kind of deep dive a little bit, but the, a couple things that we wanted to, uh, preview as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: do you mind if I uh, I jump off here? Because there's one that I have wanted to talk about that I want to get your opinion on. Go ahead. The because, floor is because yours. Because Fox has their colon show. And if you don't know what that is, CSI colon NO, NCIS colon cyber, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fox now has their colon show. 911 <laughs> colon Lone Star. Yeah, man. With Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler. By the way, Liv Tyler's looking more and more like her dad every year. Yeah, <laughs> those lips are not are not scaling back at all. They're they're coming out just like her dad did. <laughs> I don't know if that's natural or if she's getting work, but uh, it could be either way with the Tyler family. But quite so.
1: Th- yeah, this premise more, more machine now than man, twisted right. and evil.
0: <laughs> now I don't know if you've seen the previews for any of these yet, uh, Mike. Uh, the little vignettes that come oh. on like during football and stuff.
1: Well, i, I s- i've seen I've seen the commercials that are on my Fox television shows, uh, but okay. re- nothing beyond that. I have I haven't uh, uh, enough to I I know that it's a thing that is going to happen. So and I it, I snicker.
0: It seems like a million little things. Uh, I don't want to say started a trend, but they were the first ones I've seen use nine eleven in a storyline. Yep. Uh, the way that they did, and now we have nine one one Lone Star with Rob Lowe as a firefighter from New York what 18 19 years later deciding to go down to Texas now now that's what i think the timeline is it doesn't seem like it's right after it happened so i don't know why they have to feel they have to tie that into show
1: yeah it it it's unneeded and i i would think that folks that are you know i i i I'll just say I think it's insensitive. I, um, I I didn't like it in a million little things. I don't like it here. Um, keep your nine eleven out of out of my uh, entertainment shows. Um, I but I thought of something as I as I was winding up my rant there. Uh-huh. I think now think of what year we're in. You yeah, know twenty twenty. And I think now it's almost like a generational churn, like to where like a generation of people. 9/11 is something that happened in the past, mm-hmm. something that happened before I was born. You know, yeah. a, a time when some people did something. Um,
0: Easy there, Easy yeah. There I, I don't know where <laughs> that came from,
1: uh, but 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 no. What what I mean is like it, it's. It, I think we will get to a point. I don't know if we're there yet, but it it will become like an abstract moment in history. Uh, That that we see fiction about, like, for example, you know, World War Two, the Vietnam War, uh, Gulf War, whatever, you know, one of those types of like historical things. um, And to where it's so like, for example, I I recently saw the uh, the movie 1917, you know, it's about World War One and there there isn't a whole lot of content about World War One because it happened 100 years ago. So there's nobody left alive to sharpshoot it. You know, in terms of, like, or more accurately, most accurately, for what I'm trying to get at, nobody that that's like, hey, man, that's too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, you know, I mean, I, I even remember, like, when Pearl Harbor came out, the the Michael Bay movie. You know, there yep. there was plenty of, like, uh, World War II vets that, that were like, dude, I was there. One, it wasn't like that. And two, yeah, this kind of, kind of kind of not what happened and it's kind of insensitive so yeah. i um i mean i you know i mean i n- the events of 9-11 didn't touch me any more than you know any uh other average american so i don't i don't want to say like you know i have like this you know you know uh i i don't want a virtue signal that i that i've got like you know some kind of like you know nine eleven trauma or something that that's that's undeserved but right but it 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 feels it feels still kind of weird that this is like a a uh plot point in and in now increasing amount of of uh, of uh, fiction it's just weird well for, for me
0: for me it's the mil- the million little things uh storyline involving it was something that we hadn't seen invoked in a story sure. in, in any TV show and the way they went about it made sense and they haven't really mentioned it since. Uh, of course, they had the recaps to let you know mm-hmm. what happened between season one and season two, but they haven't gone back and touched on it really. I don't know if nine one one Lone Star is going to have that same brevity.
1: Yeah,
0: if they're putting it in the the initial promo for the show before it even get has its first episode air. It seems like that's going to be kind of a, uh, for lack of a better term, a crutch. It's going to fall on, yeah. And I don't. That's the part I don't like
1: now. And I and I guess just for, uh, just to uh, put that out on front street, you're a fan of the of the flagship. You're a fan of nine one one, right? And,
0: and, and that's the other part of me that doesn't like it. Yes, I'm a fan of the 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 OG nine one one at this point. Uh, and we've talked about this in past shows. The campiness, the the not taking itself too seriously yeah. part of it. I enjoy that because it is so over the top. It's ridiculous, but I have fun with it when I'm supposed to have fun. This, again, that brevity being there, I don't know if it's going to have that same campiness or that same tone, and that might lose the whole 911 flavor altogether unless they're trying to go for that because I don't watch every iteration of the NCISs or the CSIs. I don't know like how different those all are from each other outside of the characters. Uh, I would assume they'd be similar storytelling arcs stuff like that
1: they they are i mean and maybe this is a weirdly hot take uh but um they are almost literally uh interchangeable um to to where it's it's just it's legos you know you just you just and and really like so we we talked about the um, uh, you know, jumping on the NCIS LA because they, yep. you know, they they were bringing back some some jag people, yeah, and you know we were, we were super excited about that. And then you know after after uh Mac and Harm pack up their things and and they go leave to not be on the show anymore, you're left with just you know CSI LA or NCIS LA with you know LL Cool J and mm. you know uh and Robin. Uh, Robin. <laughs> I think that's funny we both uh, hit on that but but yeah. it's 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 no different than regular flavor NCIS or or the New Orleans one. Mm-hmm. Um it just depends upon what particular set of uh actors and characters you want to have. You know, if you if you prefer your uh uh Scott Bakula to your LL Cool J then then go watch New Orleans or if yeah. you you know, if you want uh, uh, want to relive Villar, <laughs> Wilmer Valderrama, have Valderrama, then then you go regular flavor. Yeah, um, I, I totally butchered that joke. That was terrible, and it was a, a long walk for a short dive. But but yeah, I mean that that that's the thing. Oh. All it's very interchangeable. So yeah, I, it is. I think, and I think that there would be potential in that. If you keep to the formula, uh, and I'm sorry, Dave, I, I dragged us all the way over here to to just say that it seems like that 911 has established a formula that you kind of want to stick to, or it just kind of falls apart.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about with this, uh just with the the initial content that we've seen. Like I'm going to watch it still just to see how they try and maneuver it, but if. They might lose me after a couple episodes if they don't do things I'm looking for with this, since they've already put the storyline that they have out front. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to lose people very quickly. If they don't treat it with what it deserves, the the, mm-hmm. the respect that it deserves. That's just my two cents on it. I'm sure there's going to be people calling me uh, SJW now because I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of colon shows that are new, apparently there's a new uh, branch of the FBI happening on CBS. Well, yeah the
1: most wanted uh,
0: yep um i haven't watched the fbi series i i keep meaning to um i don't like is, it is this worth is this worth it in your eyes I, uh, uh, me no i'll get your take on that
1: oh yeah yeah sorry it's like I, I'll, I'll take your comments offline yeah <laughs> tulsa um no i um i i found uh fbi boring i oh. you know we i gave it the three episode challenge it failed um Uh, uninteresting unengaging characters and i mean so like like the things that that make uh because i mean it it, it's a dick wolf joint so the things that that make uh law and order work you know character interactions and 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 procedurals and all that uh that doesn't translate to kind of like what i guess cbs viewers are expecting to be some kind of you know action yeah and it's just not and it's just not for me so if this uh fbi colon most wanted is more of the same um i mean i i'm already not going to give it a shot because the, there's i i don't even know who's in it i don't know anything about the setting i don't know anything about it other than i don't need it yeah now is um, it still
0: dick wolf or did he pass this along to somebody else
1: couldn't tell you i have no nah. idea yeah <laughs> I mean that that's how far this is off my radar. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was just like not watching that.
0: But yeah, that that and like two other comedies, uh one called Outmatched on Fox and uh one called Indebted on NBC, both on Thursday nights. Those are the only really new shows that we haven't talked about already in this mid-season replacement. I I want to say last year there was about a dozen new shows. That came yeah. out around this time, and it, it seemed like they scaled back a little bit. There. Yeah,
1: we we had to do like an entire midseason episode, if I remember correctly. We did, yeah. Um, incidentally, outmatched with uh with the, with that pie fucker Jason Biggs. You yeah. can keep that right in your ear, good sir. No, thank you. No, thank you.
0: Yeah, I saw a, a, pro, a promo for that the other night. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs>
1: As a, that is a polite but firm. No, thank you. And, <laughs> but, uh, that, uh, and yeah. what, what, what was the other one?
0: Indebted. I actually hadn't heard about that until I did my uh, my show prep today. Um, I can't remember what I wrote down for it. <laughs> Let's
1: see what this is.
0: Uh, Fran Drescher's in it. Adam Pauly, uh, Abby Elliott, Stephen Weber. Um, it's What's, typical fish this? out what of water. No. <laughs> yeah, no. it's bad. It's bad. No.
1: <laughs> No.
0: I, I mean, they lost me at Fran Drescher. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I, I was, was going to
1: say, why are we even still talking about this? No, no. Now,
0: now Thursdays, though, uh, of course, Superstore, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, come back on on NBC. Uh, Last Man Standing moved to Thursday like I thought they would with, with uh, SmackDown on Fridays over mm-hmm. on Fox. Uh, ABC has their usual uh, Grey's Anatomy, who's losing yet another original cast member, by the way. If you're still watching that. this show, yes, there's still original members on here, but, but oh, minus man. one after this.
1: Oh, shout out to Anthony from TFU. He's, uh, he, uh, he actually sits through all of these episodes. He uh, he listens at like 1.5 speed to, to get through all of it. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So it, as much as like, you know, we, have we've, we've kind of like lingered on shows that, um, you know, maybe a little too long. Yeah. Yeah. Grey's anatomy was, uh, is the shit in his household uh, so anyways <laughs> but, uh, but Mel- I, I saw that and i was like wow <laughs> yeah yeah
0: they're, they're getting rid of and, and from my understanding one of the more popular characters of course of course they have to get rid of them right so, <laughs> um middle things of course comes back um now you said uh in our i believe our off air that you might be jumping off this
1: no all right so i I I will keep to my word about blacklist. I am done. Okay. Um, for me, uh, a little million little things was on the thin ice, and the ice is thin, and it's kind of starting to spider crack. But um, you know, I, I'll come back. I'll come back.
0: Yeah, it's almost um, like got him at this point, probably for you. <laughs>
1: I um
0: not hate I, watch that far, but I mean, like, you need to know what what they're going to go next. Yeah,
1: I, I because I I I had a a kind of complicated relationship with Gotham in that like there there were times that I actively disliked it. And oh, then what too. would and then <laughs> what would happen is that they would have like one good episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's right. That's why I kind of like this nonsense." And then, then it would just slip back into mediocrity. And I, I feel that Million Little Things is different. For me at least. Just just to just to kind of speak my side of it. Um, I feel that the drama is starting to uh I mean the the, the structure of the show is starting to collapse under its own weight of all the drama in that like um <clears throat> excuse me, you um uh, you have you're bringing in new characters to weave into this tapestry and they have drama that intersects with some of the uh, adjacently with the main characters drama. And it's like I, I found myself several times during this uh, this uh, fall season where I'm just like, I don't care about any of this because I don't care about any of these people. Right. I, I have I have zero attachment to any of the new characters. Um and i feel like it's becoming diluted in that you're adding too many characters you're adding too much drama and it's becoming too dense um and and this 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 might cut into your soul dave and i apologize a million little things is not this is us and, and
0: uh, it's not trying to be nor should it try to
1: be but i feel like now again i don't watch this is us, so I just have cultural osmosis and my conversations with you, right. but i I just i I feel like it's uh, i I don't know drama for drama's sake for lack of better term, which is dumb because it's a television drama and I get it. but i um the the point, you know i i I made this bold prediction that I was gonna jump off we we were watching the the fall finale, and that's and and i add i tell lucky i'm like you know if um if that sweater was the other guy's the entire time yeah and i just look at her i'm just like i just i i spent the entire rest of that segment just shaking my head i i i don't know if i was even really kind of paying attention to what mm. was going on because i i was checked out yeah now, the only thing, and, and this, and I, think, I think if I remember correctly, we, we must have talked about this uh, offline over Facebook or something, because I yeah, don't think we, we actually said this out loud. But, but the thing that brought me back from the brink, because uh, again, I'd have dropped it right there. But then you get the Rome scene.
0: Yes. And you uh, get
1: him at his finest hour. And I'm like, all right, fine, fine. You know what? You know what? <laughs> fine. Fine. I'll come back. I'll and, come back, but on thin ice, and and it's getting really cracky.
0: And, and the wording you use there sums up that scene so well because, good guy, I was in tears, like I legitimately yeah. like gasped by my and tears just start rolling. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that, don't do that, because this is the type of show that you feel like they would have went there. Yes, and of course. I'm glad they didn't, but part of me was like, okay, they could have. And that's what I look for in these type of shows is like, you don't want the, the, um, the obvious to be so obvious right then and there, Yeah. um, in the heat of the moment. And it wasn't for me. Like you, he could have stepped off that ledge at any point and same mm-hmm. with Rome, Rome yeah. could have too, because we knew what he went through the last two seasons. Like he was right there too. It's like, Oh shit this could be bad (laughs) yeah um that's the type of writing that will keep me around um 100 and invested in
1: i'm like i'm like do more that and less of the others
0: yeah um catherine is the worst comes out looking the worst in this whole show and i i hate that for such a strong character yeah i i I feel bad hoping they tweak that a little bit in in the second half of the season like cabra get more of that strength back like like don't get me wrong she's extremely strong for standing by her husband even though even though eddie did what he did and delilah and all that stuff there's a strength there that's not mentioned i get that yep but the way that she's portrayed on this show it's almost for lack of a better term and i know it's gonna be controversial Mm -hmm. she's a cook
1: could you elaborate on that because i i'm 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 not sure if i get that uh,
0: so to me she's like he could do literally and he could probably bang somebody in front of her and she would take it back at this point that's Mm. the that's the feeling i get from her being as forgiving as she is like i said yeah i understand the strength of it i understand why she's doing it still not good optics
1: to me yeah
0: if that makes sense
1: that that makes sense um that makes sense and and the times where they're they're portraying her as being empowered Mm-hmm. She comes across as a bitch.
0: She does, and, and, and that's the, not and, good.
1: And that's unfair, also. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like, like I think, like when when she's talking to Delilah and you know says like, oh, by the way, I I am a damn good lawyer. Yeah, I think that's supposed to resonate with the audiences. Oh yeah, that's right. This uh, this character is a legislative badass you know it's but instead it it's like fuck she's a bitch
0: yeah it's like that's it, supposed to be your friend it sucks <laughs> it sucks
1: and and that's the thing too now i, I understand that that's drama also where yeah. you know you have you have to break your characters apart to kind of put them back together and i think that's what this season was really trying to do i just feel like it did too much it stretched the taffy a little too far for my take. um because yeah. i i feel like and I've talked about this before. Anytime we've discussed this show, is that like I feel like when it's not being a uh, a small, close knit group of friends that are. Uh, um, coping with their friend's sudden suicide and dealing with that loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, spoilers. Um, uh, <laughs> Oops, season one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I think when when the show is not doing that, it's at its weakest. Yeah. Um, because it, it's again, it it should be about the main characters, and that's why I said what, what I what I am about the new characters. It's like I don't care about any of this because it's it's adding more spokes to a wheel that i don't want yeah. and it just it it, it, it just feels kind of watered down and i think that's why that that climactic scene with, with rome really kind of clicked because one it kind of completed his arc that, that he's he's been on because you know he started the show um it as as a failed suicide attempt yep and so, so to bring that all the way around, um, you know, with him, with him calling this, this, this kid off the ledge, I, you know, I, it, I mean, so all of that works. Now, I'm not saying that every episode needs to be, uh, uh, mental health awareness, suicide yeah, is no. bad. You know, it's like, you know, get in touch with your feelings because I, I think my my favorite episodes is, are the really quiet ones when it just kind of deals with the mechanics of friendship mm-hmm. in, in a way that I haven't seen in a way. I mean, because, I mean, you we, we discussed this before, but that's really what hooked me. I was like, you yep. know, the, the dynamic between those guys. It's like you know, I I hadn't seen anything like that before, and it, it, I was um um I was hooked. So I feel like when it drifts from that, um yeah, I I don't know. I I think I'm repeating myself at yeah. this point, but um I still anyway. say
0: probably one of the best episodes of the whole series was when everybody found out about Eddie and Delilah's tryst, and Gary was not mad but hurt, and yeah. when they were doing the whole. Uh, skate with the Bruins day and everything came to a head, that was probably the best writing I've seen in a long
1: time on a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, if I that 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 is what that show is about right there and that and that's what i'm talking about Th- thank you for helping me find that example in the dark but that that's exactly what i was referring to it's like because you know it it it's the core and it's not just the guys as well you know no. it's it, it but um but it it's about this tight knit group of friends and and how the the ripple of, yep. um of of john's decision and and yeah, it's so I don't know. So I, I I complain a lot and I kinda talk about things that I need and that I don't <laughs> and that I want and all of that other stuff. But yeah, I'll come back. I'm I'm still gonna stick with it, but I, I think that uh the 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 mystery surrounding PJ's parentage is a little too Scooby Doo for my team.
0: Yeah. And I can too see much.
1: That. I don't need it.
0: Don't now, um, now one show I did want to make sure we talked about because this was my pick for this year and oh, yeah. I hadn't watched it, uh, at the last, the last time we talked, but you did, and you fell in love with it again, apparently yeah. two for two this year or on this. <laughs> um, I finally went back and binged and I'm caught up on good God. Evil is so good.
1: <laughs> oh, you came back. <laughs> Yes. Oh, you came back because I was I was oh, I I had I had a sales pitch in my back pocket and all that. I I I didn't know you came back. That's great. Because like at at the time where you jumped off, I don't think Michael Emerson's character had shown up yet.
0: No. And um, it's like it's like Leland oh, is a oh dude. Son of a fucking bitch oh my god i love it
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 again see and and i love this dynamic that we have because i never would have given that show a second glance let alone watched it but i i i dig it i really dig it
0: remember how i described it religious thriller yeah And, and and immediately I, I heard people turn off the podcast when I sure. said those words. I'm not joking, but this works. And they, and they tow that line so perfectly between the, the with the, all the pieces there. I, I just fell in love with the show, the, yeah. the dynamic with her, with her girls, with the family, with the guy, uh, yeah. with her boyfriend uh, her husband, whatever he is. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Um, I am going to nitpick a little bit though, because there's one part that, I don't think they're done with, and I think they should be. Mm. And that's that game. Yeah, stop um,
1: it. (laughs) Stop it with the video game.
0: I don't think they're done with it, though. I, I, I know that they arrested the guy that was behind it. I think Leland still is going to mess with it.
1: I think so. I, and I, I think that's where that's kind of putting in is, is there's going to be a convergence of, of these various dangling uh, plot threads. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was like the, the, um, the episode where he's grooming this incel kid. Yep. It, uh, I was uncomfortable, oh, um,
0: but, but it's, that's the point, I think, because good God, did they nail that mentality.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of shook me up a little bit, um, and,
0: and I say, "Good God!" Unironically, on that too. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there you
1: go. But I, I also think you know, because like you know, you, 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 classified it as you know a religious thriller, and I think that's very apt. And I, I think the show also transcends my simplistic explanation of it. I said it's basically you know X Files with you know a, a religion instead of uh you know uh, uh conspiracies or whatever and mm-hmm. it, it it is kind of that but there's there's they so lean much They it though. Yeah, I mean there, but there's so much more meat on it whereas there is. like I I feel like with uh x-files it, it was really kind of like a monster of the week type procedural yeah and and evil is not that it really isn't there there's there's character development and you know like like you were talking about the the dynamics with the family and you know and and all of these other characters that kind of pop in and out and you know I I um I've been very critical of Mike Coulter's acting before but I mean he's he's great in the they, they they figured out how to to make his style of acting that that kind of like stoic but almost smooth but not quite that that didn't quite click for me uh in luke cage but Mm. um it makes it makes it really work here
0: now are Um, you caught up all the way up until the most recent episode where he was recovering from his injuries
1: um no, that doesn't sound familiar.
0: Okay, then I won't spoil, but um get ready for probably the most trippiest episode of this series so far. Oh. When you do watch it and uh, and I mean that in every sense of the word trippy. Sure.
1: <laughs> well, and and we've already seen some, you know, some psychedelic uh Im- imagery and yep. and and again, it, it it takes it it goes to places that you don't expect it, it does take you to some places you do expect yeah oh yeah so i, I just happened to be like the so the most recent episode is uh, uh called room 320 and it aired on yep. january 9th i have not watched
0: okay yeah, um, so, yeah. Um, when you do i i would love to hear your thoughts off air because uh it, it shook me on a couple of scenes and when you see them you'll see what i mean because they go a direction you won't see coming. fascinating <laughs> And Very again, cool. they don't tie it to anyone specific, but I think somebody's involved with it. Yeah. So, but yeah. No, I mean, uh, the, the, the next promo, by the way, um, have you seen the promos on, on your CBS shows for the, for the next episode? Cause it's just Leland and amazing. her just going back and forth. It's just actually Leland talking and it, it, it's literally demonic. The shit he's saying to her. For I get yeah. 30 seconds in, in this trailer. It's like, Holy shit kill this guy that that, that's the feeling you get just from the trailer for the next episode
1: wow yeah and 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 again that that's um the compliments to the uh the showrunners because really it was kind of a slow burn you know like in in terms of like you know it, it feels in a way almost like a streaming show in that like you know you spend the first several episodes not really knowing exactly what this is i mean to the point where you jumped off mhm um I did. so yeah yeah so it, it's it's one of those things where it's yeah it's um and and i don't know th- this is this is another one of those side tangent so just kind of <laughs> bear with me again we'll, we'll loop back around to to uh remaining uh new shows because i think there's still a a um a couple we wanted to talk to talk about before we got out of here but um one of the other things that that my buddy was talking about when we were talking about um uh, the Mandalorian uh, specifically and kind of using that as a springboard for the difference between uh, network TV and streaming is like he um, he watches no network shows. Okay. Liter- literally zero. It's it's like it's all streaming stuff. You know, it's like it's movies, it's Netflix, it's HBO, it's... Um, you know, uh, they, uh, they, uh, finally jumped off walking dead, uh, when, uh, um, when Rick left the show, um, but Why is that still a thing, <laughs> yeah, still a thing, still a thing. Uh, yeah. My, my buddy Greg and his, uh, and his pals just posted a new episode of unfunny nerd tangent where they where they were kind of, kind of coming to grips with their walking dead ad- addiction. And it's, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's Grey's anatomy for zombies, you know, it's, it's <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. but, um, but it was weird. We we got into this 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 discussion about um you know just the differences between streaming TV and I, I go I I because he hears me talking about uh network shows a lot. he's like yeah. yeah i i listening to you talk about like these cbs shows and these procedurals i can't with any of that J- he just doesn't have the patience hmm. whereas with me you know and and remember when we talked like i don't know maybe like two years ago now at this point where i i was sharing with you that i was kind of struggling with with some streaming shows because it's like There's no commercial breaks. You know, it's like I I need my five act structure, you know, that 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 kind of thing. I need to know when to uh, get up and go to the bathroom or grab a snack. Uh, Probably not at the same time, but (laughs) um, uh, but, you know, it's like so you need kind of like some of those those television tropes or at Hmm. least kind of like the framework. And, you know, even even to the thing that you mentioned earlier of uh, um, episodes being of varying length. You know that one threw me off too. It's like, well, why is this one forty two minutes and this one is fifty six minutes? It's like that doesn't make sense i i I need it to be forty six minutes. I need it to be twenty two minutes. you know, fit in my box yep. and and uh so yeah it, it's it's just odd where I also one of the other um staples of streaming television is the slow burn. I mean, I, I, I've I, lost track of the amount of shows and times where friends have said, okay, well, you need to binge this. The first five episodes are garbage, but mm-hmm. oh, man. And it's like, and I, I think about this, and I'm just like... Who has that many ticks left on your clock where you can suffer through five episodes that are not good um, to get to something that and, and you can't skip it because there's, you know, plot and stuff mm-hmm. and, and, you know, kind of like and development you know, th- of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and things that that won't resonate unless you were there for those five episodes that that weren't good. Yeah. Um,
0: The one that I always uh, cite for an example for that is uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, The first season before Danny DeVito gets there, it's, for the most part, forgettable. There's bright spots in it, but things don't pick up until season two when Danny DeVito comes in and is the dad to two of the characters, and he's a piece Mm -hmm. of shit. Uh, But we had to suffer through that first season to get to Danny So I understand that that mentality.
1: Yeah, it's very odd. And and I guess in a sense you know um it, i think there's a stigma um also with network television you know it's like that you know that it's you know unsophisticated um and i think there's some merit to that a bit especially when you when i i talk about the shows that i'm super into and it it's all you know uh, meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy. Right, you know it's like it, it's my comfort food. It's something that I can have on while while I'm flipping through my phone.
0: You know yeah. that that kind of thing.
1: Um, because like you know if, if you know I have been watching NCIS for 15 years. I I know what's going to happen. I know I know we're going to see the killer in the second act. And you know it's like you know I I I understand the structure, and that in a way is comforting. So yeah. it's like, you know, sometimes you want something you, you you want, you want that cozy, comfy pair of lounge pants, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know familiar, that kind
0: of... It's it's comfortable, it's, it, you, you yeah, know what you cozy get pants it. Cozy a-
1: pants. Yeah. Where, whereas, you know, sometimes when, when you're trying to unwind after a long day, you don't necessarily want to be... You know, challenged in the way that, say, like Watchmen, like challenges. You. Right. <laughs> um, you know, you know, that 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 kind of thing. Um, so I, I don't know. But yeah, I just um, um, as as somebody yourself, Dave, uh, you know, the the resident television expert. Um, wh- what's what's kind of your take on that? Do you do you uh, do you think there's any truth to their um uh, there there being a stigma uh with network TV or how that compares with streaming or, I can, uh, I,
0: yeah I can see that especially nowadays because and I'm gonna use a word that I think will get me hated. We've been spoiled the last five years with a lot of this streaming stuff, getting stuff we wouldn't get on a network TV show, whether it be graphic fight scenes, violence, nudity, what ha, what have you, um. And then you go back to network TV, and you're like, "Oh, this is boring now." So I yeah. can see where that's coming from. I can see that stance, but I think there's enough shows that have popped up over the over that time too that stick with us. Like we, like you said, we rag on Got Him quite a bit, and deservingly so in a lot of cases. Yep. Overall, though, if you look at the whole five season wholeness of this of the show, yeah, it was pretty good for a network TV show. It probably would have been better on streaming but for a network TV show overall, I think it told a fun story, especially the first couple seasons where it was buddy cop, uh, Jim Gordon and, uh, Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can see, I can see where you're coming from. I can see that aspect of it. I don't necessarily agree with it just because of all the different things we're starting to see come out. Yes. A lot of it is recycled old ideas, repackaged as something new in reality shows. Um, And, like you said, there's a lot of meat and potatoes. CBS is the definition of meat and potatoes because it's the old people's network. Sorry, it is. (laughs) And I'm I'm right there with you. Of course, it is. To see a show like Evil, though, on CBS, if you had told me that five years ago, I would have laughed in your face. If there was a religious thriller on CBS on Thursday Night Primetime, I would have laughed in your face if you told me there was a comedy a situational comedy about a black neighborhood where a white guy moves in on cbs i want to laugh in your face mm-hmm. there's molds being broken it's just not as loud because of all the streaming
1: mm. that's
0: my stance on that
1: fascinating I, I i i'm picking up what you're uh what what you're putting down um let me see so there was a i lost my train of thought yet again so we we were saying there was what like a half dozen new shows um
0: Uh, well actually i'm gonna before i come to one of the new ones i do want to get your take on uh oh yeah yeah uh, on one uh are you sticking with Stumptown or no
1: yeah i'm still on
0: yeah um it's it's fine do you think you'll get a second season
1: no at this rate no i I, Uh. i don't um I I I wish I had a more um thought provoking or conversation starting um thing it's And I'm not going to go so far as to say that I'm disappointed with it because I'm not. And it's weird. Like people that know me almost know that kind of like an indifferent shrug and saying it's fine is almost like a swear word at that point. Right. Um, Because because it's but but that that is that I'm not overwhelmed by Stumptown. I'm not underwhelmed by it, but I am sufficiently well. It's just like. I know it's you were fine. looking
0: forward to this one the most I think out of the out of the season.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I was greatly anticipating it. So, I guess maybe uh, I guess from like a expectations to reality delivery maybe there's a little bit of disappointment there but it's like really what else did i think it was going to be i mean because i mean it's it is you know faithful enough to the source material the comic books Okay. um and yeah it's it's uh again as we said and and apologies for anybody that's heard us repeat this a number of times it's like um it's the show that I wished Whiskey Cavalier would
0: right, <laughs> or would have
1: been yeah. because because if it was like that, I'd a, I'd have made a, maybe stuck with it, but gnarly. Really.
0: <laughs> and that was yeah, and that was one of my uh, question. Got to be one of my questions too was if it stuck to the uh, source material from the graphic novels because I know you had at least perused those, if not read them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get your take on how they were going direction wise with uh, with the season so far.
1: Yeah, pretty much in line. Okay. in fact and and so you ask me if uh you know if they're gonna get a second season um i i i've i don't remember off the top of my head how many uh collected uh graphic novels uh trade paperbacks of of the issues but it was it was a finite series so it could be something where they have one season worth of comics and that's you know and, and that's just it ah, okay um and, and i'm not I'm not as steeped in the lore and don't remember it as um, uh, off the top of my head. It's not as top of mind. But it's, like, from from the stuff watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that from that one. Or, you know, okay. I kind of remember that kind of overall storyline. Uh, but I, I I couldn't, without revisiting, um, I, I couldn't really sharpshoot it as well as, like, oh, well, you know, that, that character was never really a thing. But, like, you know, kind of the, the principles, you know, that, that we meet in the first couple episodes, all of that's, like, straight from the comics. In fact, actually, the... the, the um, uh, the first episode is it borrows very heavily from not just um you know like the characters, but even like you know some of like the specific imagery. Like I mean, you saw it in all the trailers, like you know with her uh, car going over the the jump and yep. you know. So I mean, so that's that that's a panel in the book. Okay. So um, so th- so there there is a lot of uh faithful avid uh adaptation if that's what
0: yeah and that's what i was wondering because i know a lot of these type of shows tend to stray away from the source material pr- usually pretty quickly in their in their uh, series too so th- this one sounds like it's the kind of the opposite and that might be a dr- detriment to it if anything
1: i agree I, I i was gonna say and i was gonna say and maybe that's why it might not continue mm-hmm. uh, because i i don't i don't think it has the right kind of fizz to connect with the the broader audience. Yeah.
0: I um, mean, it's a, it's a good cast of, of uh, actors and actresses. Yeah. It's a good cast of characters. It's a good story. But if there's not enough source, then what are you going to do? I mean, do you write more and risk alienating those that actually watch it because of the source material? Or <laughs> do you write more hoping to gain more and then take a gamble and have it not work out? Because that's the more likely possibility
1: quite so it, it's yeah it, um and, and and again just uh you know d- to cap it off it's like it's fine you yeah. know it it, it it doesn't blast my hair back um I, I and I I wonder how much of their production budget is spent on music rights? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like whoa, they they got the real song. Okay, it's like holy shit. There's there's there there's that Disney money. I guess that that ABC Disney money. But I do um,
0: like that uh, the the car knows exactly what song to put on in <laughs> any given situation.
1: There's, no, there, there's there's a there's a lot of a lot of songs on that tape. That that there must have, that must have been a. Uh, I I forget what I see. I was gonna drop some cassette science, and now I forgot what it was. Aww. I was gonna say SLP, but I was like, no, that's that's VHS. Where yes, I'm, conf- I'm conflating <laughs> that's <long> my. <laughs> it, that's that's why I was going for it's like, oh man, but uh, yeah, but, I mean, I I I had a a bunch of tapes that that were like 120 minutes, and like yep. the spool like would had so much tape on it, it almost went all the way over to the other side. Yep, um, I've had those. <laughs> And, and they were always shitty quality, they were you know because it's like there was he,
0: so much tape I mean yep, yep, all right uh subtown is coming back actually, it's already back um uh, Wednesday nights on ABC 10 p m eastern um actually already caught up on the last episode, so yeah, ah, it was pretty good,
1: good. <laughs> okay, it, see again, shrug, it's fine,
0: yep, all right, so uh now we're gonna get to the other new show I wanted to talk about mm. i'm gonna I'm gonna preface it with this. Hey Mike, yeah, there was a TV show. About people building with Legos. What would you Save say? Save it.
1: Save ah, it. Come Save on. it. Nope. Nope. But what not if it's the me. voice of
0: Batman, Will Arnett hosting it?
1: Uh, yeah, that that would test the. Uh, I I I love the Lego Movie, and I love Will Arnett Will Arnett as Lego Batman in the Lego Movie. Yes, I do not like the Lego Movie too. And um, by the time you get to the end of the Lego Batman movie. You are thoroughly over Will Arnett as Lego Batman because it, it's just it it's too much. It's too much, <laughs> and it and if that is what that show is, it's not. And that's that's a, so so you're talking about Lego Masters, right? Yes. This, this Lego
0: Masters a, uh, premiering February fifth on Fox, right after the Mass Singer. Um, yeah, that, that's a hell of a block there. Mass Singer block. and the Lego <laughs> Master. <laughs> We know what channel is not going to be on Wednesday nights uh, at, in the cyber house. Yep. yep. <laughs> so Lego Masters, it's basically um, any cooking competition you've seen, but with Legos.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't watch that stuff. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, you know, I I have a relatively lean diet of competition reality shows, and it seems to be self-contained to CBS because yeah. I, I'll, do, I'll do myself an amazing race, I'll do myself a, a Big Brother, and I'll do myself a Survivor. Coming but back that's, February 12th, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, Wait. which one? Survivor?
0: Survivor, yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, so do you have anything else about LEGO Masters? Because I want to talk about Survivor very quickly. Oh, no,
0: I briefly. just wanted to mention LEGO Masters, see if it interests you. I, I'm going to watch the first episode just to see what the premise is and then probably not watch it again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you nailed it. I think that it's it's a... Um yeah it's instead of Gordon Ramsay it's Will Arnett you know yep. and instead of like making food you're making legos so it's probably like Ooh, you you have to you know he probably gives you like sacks of different Legos. You you have mm-hmm. to like you know build Waluigi's castle with like you know the the, the Millennium Falcon uh, uh, <laughs> Lego set. Or I mean, it's it, it's just going to be licensing nonsense. You yeah, know, fucking Lego licensing porn. And <laughs> and again, I like Will Arnett. He's funny, but yeah, there 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 is an upper limit to as much Will Arnett as you, as you can take. And I don't know. I, I have nothing to base it off of. Um, But I just, I, I feel like it's going to grow tedious. I think it'll outlast. Them.
0: I think so too. As much as I love Legos because I, I I'm a Lego builder. I, I think my, Son will like it more than I will.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, and I, and, and so I guess that's where I have to confess a blind spot. I don't have a whole lot of Lego-ness. I ah. really don't. And yeah, so I mean, I, I was more an action figure guy. Um, that, that I mean, I had some Legos, uh, growing up, and like I remember I, I got some pretty elaborate sets for for Christmases a couple times, mm-hmm. and almost never completed them. Like Aww. I had like like a giant pirate ship once, and I got I got like enough pirate ship parts where I can throw my GI Joes in them, and yep. and then I was I was kind of I was kind of done with it, and then I just kind of like you know snapped all the pieces together and made like pirate spaceships or some shit like right um yeah so i mean so but, but that's just me so i mean i don't want to disparage the lego community i mean you, you can send your angry emails to mike cyber radio at gmail.com
0: yeah but, or um, uh, call into the voicemail box what was that number
1: two three one two two four mike uh two three one two two four six four five three now i don't have to put in a bumper because we we there already go. got it um
0: all right so uh let's see if we can survive this uh the segment here oh yeah what was okay. with the damn totems because <laughs> and were those real i forgot if i asked you that or not last yes time. yeah they were they were oh, super
1: real okay <laughs> so i don't want to dwell on this too terribly much because it, it's kind of it's old material at this point but the uh this last season of survivor oh buddy um have did you hear anything about anything about it
0: was this a season that richard came back the the first winner no. Oh no. no! No. What am I thinking of? I, I think it's something else. I, I don't mind. think
1: I. I. I don't think that dude can travel internationally. Probably. I, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think his passport has been revoked. Um. Because uh, jumping ahead, the uh the next oh. season is is the War of the Winners, and yeah, it's uh I don't believe that Richard Hatch is among them.
0: That that's right. I remember what this season was. It was the uh, the contru- controversy. Oh um, yes, uh, over the uh, the. I want to say it was either Me Too or something along that yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Well, there was like some Me Too stuff and some like reverse Me Too stuff. Uh, yeah, I and and I don't have the bandwidth to uh, recap it, but basically there there was a player named Dan who was a, who was a little a uh, little too touchy feely. Yes, and one <laughs> of the uh, contestants uh, complained about it openly, um, not just to. Uh, her tribe mates, but also the production staff mm. and so basically, um a couple things happened one the they had kind of like this team meeting where they're like, unwanted touching is bad. um, not that we're singling anybody out, Dan. um not that we're singling <laughs> you out, Dan, but um, everybody knows that unwanted touching is is bad, right? okay, so cool, it, Dan yeah, so, <laughs> exactly so and but then. This, the, it, it goes, it goes pear shaped in a very uncomfortable way very quickly. In that basically, the gal that brought up the allegations, um, they, they essentially turned on her and voted her out. Yeah. And then, like, the, the next person at the next, Uh, tribal council elimination thing that was kind of like standing up for like oh yeah and she was like you know doing this me too stuff and i'm i'm way paraphrasing and folks that have actually watched the episodes are probably butchering it but but basically it's like you know somebody stood up for them they got voted out also and then and and as as this was all happening uh, there was this whole thing of like where the gal that ultimately got voted out was kind of trying to form a coalition of folks that were also uncomfortable with Dan's touching mm-hmm. and it'd be like hey man do you feel like oh yeah man made me feel really icky and yeah. so like you know there was kind of like this like you know um a uh, squad for for a sec and, and but then half of them were like nah, that's bullshit i i got i got no problem with dan yeah sure he's a little grabby but whatevs. um so yeah, so they turned on her and and voted her out. Yeah, I remember um,
0: uh, reading about this on like uh I think I saw it was on like the TMZ site or something like that oh or, yeah. on Facebook. It, it's like It
1: made news. It it's like the first time in like 10 years that Survivor's actually been in the news and it's all yeah. for the wrong the wrong reasons. So so that all happens within the context of the game. So then this dude Dan um allegedly Gets a uh, gets a little grabby with a with a, a producer, an off camera producer, mm-hmm. and so basically what happened was so like episode ends and um there so the format of survivors like the the episode ends with you know somebody getting voted out right so that so that ritual happens and then out of nowhere screen goes black and says oh by the way um dan had an altercation with a with a uh producer altercation isn't the right word but um dad had dan had some kind of encounter with uh with a producer and has been removed from the game Damn. The end. and it just so so and then the beginning of the next episode uh jeff Propes comes in in his little motorboat and says so hey yeah yeah man um so dan's gone he's he's not coming back he won't be part of the reunion show he won't be part of the jury and yeah so and and we continue you know ga- the game goes on oh, and man. they just just um at every opportunity they missed the 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 entire CBS survivor staff mishandled this situation in every way possible. Up to and including they um usually the the reunion show at the end of the season is live or mm. at least live to tape. They yeah. pre-recorded it. Oh wow. just just in case somebody um was was gonna say something. So so yeah. they kind of wanted to have that out. So they, you know, recorded it further in advance than they usually do i Damn. i think really i think really the shift wasn't told but but then they decide to um try to address it head on and they do like a one-on-one session with uh with the gal that was kind of the centerpiece of all this the the original person that said hey man i don't like this dude touching me hmm. um and she was very nervous and uh didn't really represent herself very well which is very unfortunate it's not her fault i think because it was like two-thirds of the way through the episode they had already like you know crowned the winner and done all that pageantry and they're like oh by the way let's talk about me too Uh. and it, it was oh it was so bad it was it was a it was and those reunion shows run a mile a minute and yep. every and nothing is ever serviced from a satisfactory standpoint. It, it's not no Mike Seibert radio where we're talking for three hours about TV and taking these leisurely tangents. Right. It's it's like we got to go. We got to get to the next thing. It's like, it's all oh, about you that clock. yeah and and that's what it is and and they run that shit tight like a drum but the Mm. problem was is they must have been up against like a hard break or something because like the 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 segment ended very abruptly and very awkwardly Uh. it was it was uncomfortable and Now, now
0: i thought that i heard something like there was accusations unfounded accusations that this was all part of the game on both sides of the uh of the altercation have you have you heard anything about that
1: i you know I, I i heard some of that scuttlebutt as well and in truth i i um um i don't really live with these competition game shows outside of the context of what's on my television mm-hmm. so like i i don't go online and look at additional interviews i don't really you know uh you know i'm not in a bunch of facebook groups i don't do a bunch of deep dives but i i do know that that was part of that conversation as well as how much of it was i contrived um and and if it was contrived, this is the worst kayfabe ever because it it makes everybody look terrible, and it's yep. in service of nobody. Yeah. Um. It, it was it was really, um, a, a real, uh, step backward in terms of and and I heard um a podcast I listened to uh, uh the countdown a movie and TVs. Uh, reviews with uh, uh, Paul and Wayne from Perth, Australia. And so these guys, I, I, I like their show because since they're on the other side of the world, they often have a different perspective of American oh, yeah. media. And he has a, um, a young daughter. And they watch Survivor as a family, as a lot of families do. It's yeah. it's kind of a family-friendly show and has kind of become a family tradition. Yeah. Oftentimes when you're meeting the new contestants, it's like, oh, I've been dreaming of this since I was watching the show when when I was a parent uh, with my parents when I was a kid. Yeah. That That's a common refrain. And this guy, Paul, was... Um, uncomfortable because like the daughter was asking questions Mm -hmm. and it's like having to explain stuff like that to a six-year-old while you're just trying to watch your, 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 uh, uh, relatively safe CBS, uh, competition show. Right. It, it just, it just reflects so badly. I, um, I don't know what the best way to handle it was, but I do know that at every possible turn they uh they got it wrong and and that was another thing like i i had like three or four rage quits throughout this whole thing and i i'm like i'm not coming back i go this is it for me and then as they always do they roll a promo for the next season and sure enough it is it is the season of survivor the cycle of survivor that fans have been waiting 40 seasons for it is the War of the Winners. Oh, it's man. an all-winner season, and it's oh, like— almost. Huh?
0: Well, almost all. What do you I mean? Thought, I thought you said Richard wasn't in it.
1: Well, I mean, but, but there have been more than—I mean, I, I don't know how many people are on it. Oh, okay everybody that's playing is a winner
0: oh okay I thought it was like all the winners were coming back from no no, no 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 oh, no okay no no okay. because
1: I mean the, you only have like 16 to 20 people at any given time and there's been 40 seasons so right. you have 40 people that have won that game okay so yeah so it's it's not it's not I guess war of the winners is kind of a misnomer there but yeah um like yeah AGT,
0: so it, the champions
1: <laughs> yeah well you know they won denmark's got talent that's that's kind of close i mean but what about kinda... the
0: one that finished like sixth and uh korea's got talent <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what everyone's a champion in their own mind God right damn it. don't do
0: that <laughs> don't do that mike uh, be- uh before we get too much farther along of course uh thoughts thoughts are with the people of australia dealing of with the horrific wildfires that are going on down there I can't even imagine. I mean, mm. we have wildfires here in, in the States that are bad, but that's that every picture I see looks like it's out of a movie and that's yeah. ungodly, unbelievably scary. Mm-hmm. So I uh, ho- hope that we can get these under control at some point.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I mean, uh, pray for rain. Yes. Um, yeah. But I want
0: to mention that because I know you mentioned uh, the, the podcast is from Australia. So I want to say that um, It's what, Three, three, four weeks now. These have been burning. Mm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's interesting because, like, I I have at at this point more than a couple uh, uh, friends down there, and and uh, thankfully, uh, blessedly, you know, everybody's been okay. Um, at least everyone I I've you know connected with. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, it's it, okay. So now that now that we've taken <laughs> the the respectful uh, pause there, um, yes. Uh, what else? Uh, I I have one more show I wanted to touch on before uh we got out of here. But I'm okay. wondering what what else what else you got in the tank?
0: Um, I think that was I hit on all the points I wanted to hit. Okay. Um, the the normals come back like uh, good place has already resumed and it, it it's gonna end very well. I think uh, if you haven't watched the good place yet, go ahead and binge that. I know we've said binge a lot on this show, sure, but that is definitely a binge
1: worthy show mm-hmm. to watch. <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to it. I I think like we discussed, I'm just I'm gonna wait till it ends and then yeah, I'll just I'll I'll sit down and watch all of it and just kinda just kinda let it all wash over me. I'm kinda kind of excited for uh to take that uh to take that adventure.
0: Just just have an open mind and be <laughs> and be ready for twists. That's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, that's see and, and honestly, I think having that information going in is helpful because it I I I can be and impatient and and i i think the reasons why i didn't want to give it a go to begin with is probably you know things that that would turn me off um not realizing that it's like no this is really good be patient and wait for it yep
0: and it's one of those shows where you have to kind of take everything in and be patient because it seems like they might be spinning wheels but they're not actually it's part of the story if that makes sense
1: <laughs> yeah it totally makes totally okay makes. All
0: right. what, what did you want to hit
1: <laughs> um well i i guess now that i was thinking about it, two things one there was okay. a a new show on uh on fox uh called deputy yes with uh Dorff. you, you watch that
0: i haven't seen the uh first episode yet that's on my uh on my to-do list but uh the the promos have me intrigued
1: yeah it's um it's fine um you know we we picked it up on our on our dvr it must have been something that lucky was especially excited to watch because i i was we were going through the dvr and i'm like what is this and, and i'm like you taped this and she's like yeah I, I figured we'd give it a shot and i'm like ryan
0: come on man. um <laughs> i'll never get to that <laughs>
1: yeah and 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 see but and and that's and that's the problem with being ruled by your dvr because now uh, that uh, the the season of Jack Ryan dropped, I want to say, around Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. I don't remember at it this point. It was in point. December, I think, yeah. Okay, it, I mean it's been out there a while, yeah. And and we watch Deputy with Steven Dorf before I get to watch Jack Ryan. So it's
0: like <laughs> your your experiences
1: might not match mine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, actual mileage may vary. Yeah. uh But yeah, no, it, it's fine. It's it, it's a cool pre. It's it, it, it's a cool enough presence premise. Uh, where you know is kind of like this uh, this uh. Um deputy that is suddenly shoved into the role of being the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's you know, he's a street level, no nonsense, uh not uh, politicky. G- exactly. <laughs> so it, it it's really kind of like that fish out of water type thing. It kind of scratches some of the early uh designated survivor type uh type itches that that kind of vibe. Okay. Um it's totally fine. I um the the one thing that I did mention. As uh, as we were watching it, it has um, a lot of people that look very similar. There's a lot oh. of white people in the in the oh. show. And like all of the uh, all the female characters have long brown hair, long, straight brown hair. They they oh, look no. th- It's like, wait a sec. Is that the girlfriend or the wife of that person? And then a lot of like uh, blondish bearded dudes. And I'm like, who's that guy again? It's 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 very uh, uh, confusing, though. There is uh, there is one character that's a bright spot and it's basically this uh, um, the sheriff's bodyguard. She's a a young millennial type oh, okay. person and she takes no shit, but it's it's the it's the right kind of character you you want to have in that role. Where it's like, so basically she rolls up and, and it's like, okay, I'm going to drive you to work. I drive myself. No, you don't understand. I'm your driver.
0: So to compare, kind of like a a maze from Lucifer?
1: A bit, a bit, kind of the same energy. Like that energy? Okay. But because of that, the character kind of grows on you. I mean, you know, she's incredibly capable as an as a uh, officer in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so it's one of those things where it kind of like turns on expectations a little bit um, because, you know, somebody that's like, you know, smaller in stature, you know, millennial, uh, th- those kind of a, uh, you know, kind of some of those stereotypes. Yep. It's like, oh, th- this person is is capable and likable um so so that's that's kind of cool but yeah way too many white people in that in that show. it's gotcha. just like yeah <laughs> it's it's weird uh but the but the last thing i wanted to talk about and this is um um so uh madam secretary ended
0: yeah and, and now she's mad president
1: <laughs> yeah Yeah. well And was the the whole season yeah <laughs> um so and, and it's weird because, like, I, I guess I only wanted to talk about it just in terms of, like, observing it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a show that ended. It happened. Um, <laughs> the, the back half of the season got really ropey. Um, oh. And it's weird. It, it, it becomes weirdly uncomfortable when you're taking stuff that is seemingly ripped from the headlines but really isn't because the show was produced like a year or so in advance i i think there's a little prediction going on because basically the whole back half of the the truncated season is dealing with uh with um an impeachment oh god and i'm <laughs> just like i'm like i'm not here for this what no. what why, why? and i'm like and so at the at the end of it, it it's fine. Um, the last episode happens, and it it is it is probably like the most last episode last episode of a show I have seen in a really long time. In that, like you know, I I had mentioned previously that the um, it was a truncated season. So it, it it was structured to end at this mid-season mm-hmm. um a, as opposed to getting a full episode load. It was I don't remember how many episodes it was, but it was it was less than a dozen. Right. Um anyway, um it it's weird because like almost um it, there, there were a lot of characters that just disappeared from the show, like including like one of the daughters. She just disappears um and, and some other characters like l- long-time characters that just you know j- just are phased out written out written out of the show you get to this last episode and everybody comes back of course they do <laughs> and and like it is it is last episode bingo uh. <laughs> and it's like and and it's one of those things where it's and, and it did there was a couple things you know having followed the entirety of the show there's a couple things that kind of touch back on uh the first episode where i mean cuz uh you know the 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 journey of this character was uh she was always reluctant to be in the role of secretary of state basically she got you know kind of conjoled into it Mm -hmm. and then basically kind of destiny thrust her in the the direction that ultimately led her to being in this in this uh um uh, fictionalized world the the first female president and um, it, it's fine. But, but like I said, I, I, I liked the callbacks. I liked that it kind of touched on certain lines of dialogue from from the first episode. But for the most part, it was just like I mean, it it, it, um, it if you have um, a last episode bingo card out, you know, your your uh, your card would be damp and wet with, with bingo <laughs> juice because it's like oh okay a character we haven't seen for a while that was written out oh they come back and, and it's and it's all okay so the 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 climax of it is basically it's a it's a wedding and yeah. through the contrivances of the plot they end up uh conducting the wedding at the white house of course and and this this since you have a large gathering what better opportunity to just put all of these walk-ons and cameos and put all of your characters in one spot. So th- there was yeah. a lot of that. There was just a lot of walk-ons. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, it doesn't make sense that that person would be there, but whatever, it's fine.
0: It's fan service.
1: <laughs> it, it, exactly. It was very fan servicey. and I was like- eh i'll allow it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice uh so
1: that that was very uh uh counterproductive but yeah i just i wanted to mention that it's uh i mean it, it was a fun show definitely ran its course and yeah i'm
0: did you see what was uh replacing it on the schedule no ncis no
1: <laughs> oh it's it's moving
0: yeah it, it's moving to the the madam president spot now
1: Oh, that's fine. Yeah, um, that's, um, that's I did whatever. have one
0: more, if you have time. Sure, that yeah. I forgot about because I should have brought it up. When I brought up <laughs> Evil Laughlin because it's along the same lines to a point. So we're in agreement that musical dramedies probably won't
1: work, right? <laughs> oh, I know where you're going. Yes, I, I yes. Uh, proceed, Counselor.
0: Yes. Um. So there's this little show coming on NBC that's already had their, uh, they already had the first episode air as a little preview uh Zoe's extraordinary playlist <laughs> That's a that's a mouthful. First of all, of the title uh, starring Jane Levy and Skylar Austin of uh, Pitch Perfect fame.
1: Yeah, um, a- AKA. Sorry to interrupt. But I gotta get this joke in before yep. I forget. AKA not Gillian Jacobs from uh, yes. from Community because I was like, did they just throw a throw a red wig on her? I'm like, oh, that's somebody else entirely. I thought the same oh, thing. So I'm I, I'm not alone there. I, I, I feel I felt very <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm like, because I'm watching it, and I'm just like. Okay, I I kept uh I kept waiting for her to start uh, drinking diet coke. It's like, uh, drink diet coke because you like it. <laughs> you want to live in a yurt? Yurt it up.
0: <laughs> but um, have you watched the preview episode or anything no, about this?
1: No, no, I I've seen I've seen the commercials. So and
0: no. So I'm gonna do the thing. Hard recommend. Dave, no. <laughs> Dave, no. I watched the first episode. Why, Dave? It it does not go the way like like the T V commercials don't do it justice. The storyline is gonna be good from just from the first episode that I saw. If they go the directions that it looks like it's going to, it's gonna be good and I think it's gonna have some legs on it, and I want it to.
1: Why um you do this to me, Dave? Peter
0: Gallagher Peter Peter Gallagher's in it. Um he what? actually Yep. He is uh her father jane's father who is uh succumbing to this brain disease that's genetic that she will probably have at some point too but it's rendered him speechless unable to move unable to uh talk etc um and part of the storyline to spoil a little bit um this she has this freak thing happen while she's getting an MRI and she's listening to music in the MRI and all of a sudden she hears people singing what they're thinking stupid premise On paper, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. But when you start diving into what she hears and her reactions to it also play a part in this, it's compelling and it's touching and it's even haunting to a point.
1: Man. (laughs) Oh, man, you're singing my song, dude.
0: I know. I I didn't want to believe it either, but I I legitimately cried at one scene. And if you watch the episode, you'll know the scene that I'm talking about because it was so haunting and so moving the way they did it and it involves peter gallagher so i'll leave that dangle
1: man
0: (laughs) i'll leave that dangle
1: so so i gotta watch this now
0: i mean it is a hard recommended i'm two for two so why not
1: (laughs) God damn it cut my life into pieces this is my last resort god damn it
0: i didn't want it to be but it was it, it I thought it was going to go the people off on I thought it was just going to be cheesy, campy singing and just to sing. But no, it's it's a lot more to it than
1: all right, <laughs> all right.
0: But yeah, I, and, I, I'm, uh, I I wanted to get that one in because I completely forgot about it until I turned yeah, the page. Like, oh it. yeah, that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah, I I just uh, very easily dismissed it. You know, and um, I almost
0: did too. Becky wanted to watch it. I'm like, fine, I'll I'll watch this. It's like, holy shit, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, man. Well, we have uh, sufficiently uh, chewed up three hours of your listening time. Uh, thanks for Thank hanging you. out with <laughs> us for for this long. I, I, you know, I keep thinking if I if I'm ever clever enough to put some kind of like I don't know uh a road marker or signpost or something it's like, hey, if you've made it this far, you get a prize. Yes. Never mind the fact that it's an on-demand medium and people can zip around as they as they wish. True. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate everybody uh uh listening to our idle ramblings but i think as as i am as i am looking out the window uh-huh. the the snowflakes are getting fat and thick and i can see them dancing in the light so yeah. i uh i should probably think about packing things up before that freeze i was talking about sets in yes. and and i'm not able to get myself home so Agreed. um uh, Dave, as always, this is, uh, is, a, is a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you uh, uh, going on these deeper dives with me.
0: Oh, no. Thanks for having me on. It's a lot of fun. And if we ever want to do a radio show, we know we can fill at least
1: three hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. You know what? It is so interesting because, like, I. Oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, brevity is not my uh, my strong suit. And the thing that, that I have come to realize uh you know whether it's in radio or podcasting or or whatever is that I've never had to obey a clock and I think that's my problem yep now so it's like when I when I am on the clock for work um you know I I, I run my shit tight and like to the tick, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like hitting my heart outs and, and all of that other stuff. But even going back to when, uh, you know, we were all doing college radio together, all KGRG styly. Um, I remembered when I would be on Friday episodes of the old buzz morning show with you guys and those recordings would almost always be like a third longer. Yeah, Because I just I wouldn't shut up and I would just keep finding ways to extend an, a segment. And, you know, one of these things that I will teach myself one of these times is the whole perspective of leave them wanting more. Um, I I take the opposite. It's like. Here's more than you want. Yes. <laughs> and it's only
0: when I get on there with you, it's because I think we get into these conversations and there, we go off on the tangents, of course. Yeah. That doesn't help. But that also ends up having better discussions, I think, than what we had planned at the time. I think so.
1: I think so. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, I, I'm sure some of our listeners would be like, hey, you know, I, I'd, I'd like you to just kind of stick to the show recaps. But I, I think... The other segment of the audience, you know, just just uh um li- likes taking the stroll with us. Yes. So it's
0: like what um, are they gonna at- talk about next? Let- pick your own adventure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ex- exactly.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I I've kind of made my peace with uh with episode runtimes, and it's like you know I I leave it to the listener. You can yep. you can hang out with us or not, and if you don't, I get it because I mean, e- even me personally, I don't have. A whole lot of taste for three-hour podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I can do like a two-hour type thing. Like I'm still listening to you know uh, uh Joe Rogan's interview with Kevin Smith from like a couple months ago. Right. It, it's at a spot where it's getting really weird because they're talking about like aliens and Area 51 and chemtrails and all kinds no. of weird shit. And I'm like, this is too weird for me. Joe but, Rogan um, goes
0: on so many side streets. He, he makes us look like amateurs on that.
1: <laughs> exactly. And and really. What it was is like so. Uh, Kevin Smith is one of my you know kind of podcasting uh, you know and content creation kind of kind of um, idols and influences and so um, and I don't listen to a lot of Rogan. It's it is it it's way it's a chore. too. It is it, it's a chore and it's way too dude bro for my yep. taste. Um, dude bro, dude dude. Yeah, bro. and so so I thought I I but. I think, like, as a content creator myself, I kind of need to do kind of some of that due diligence, you know, kind of maybe step out of my echo chamber a little bit and kind of, you know, listen to this stuff and see how it compares. Um, And it doesn't compare, at least (laughs) in terms of, like, I mean, because even, like, those tangents are still kind of somewhat organized, whereas i i make no such claim i i don't know why i've dragged us here i was gonna say we were signing off and
0: (laughs) yeah as you
1: said dave here we go um here we go again (laughs) yeah so um so not in a bad way though no (laughs) no it's it's always fun Yeah, it's it's just my lack of discipline. Oh no, it just and, kind of and what it's it
0: is. it's so weird because I do uh, the the beards, booze, and brews podcast. We've been off uh, off air the last couple of weeks because of uh, my co host is starting a new career, starting a new job, and recording times have been kind yeah. of hit and miss. So, but even then, like we want to keep them to know if it's a, if it's more than an hour, like maybe five minutes after, yeah, yeah, we have a we have a tight clock. We have our segments planned out. We have what we're going to say. How how much time we're going to devote to mm-hmm. each time, and then we're done. I don't have that yeah. here, and and I've come to this conclusion. I think we need this for our own other uh, ventures because, yeah. like you said, when you're on the clock at your job, you're yeah. on point. You're to the to the second. Yeah, here you don't have that constraint, so you you're able to let that let that freak flag fly, as they say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, over, over the last few years, I, I've kind of like tried to reflect and pivot towards like, you know, kind of quote unquote, what the audience wants, you know, yeah. trying to trying to figure out what that even is, what that looks like. And I, I've never had somebody say, I don't like this, stop doing it. Um, all I've heard is positivity. Like you know, you know, even to the point where it's like I don't know why I like it, but I like it. So (laughs) exactly, and 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 that's kind of like that that imposter syndrome that content creators have. It's like it's like you know, hey, I like your show, and I'm like, really, why? Um, It it, you kind of have to get to a zen point where it's just like, oh, hey, thanks, man, appreciate you listening. So. I I don't know why, how this became existential dread colon the podcast, but, uh, right. uh, (laughs) So you you had mentioned your, uh, your, uh, triple B kind of being on hiatus. How's, uh, how's here for it going
0: here for it. They just had another episode, uh, last week we're working on something new for next week. Uh, again, uh, Sean, our lead guy, he uh, moved down to Texas and is settling in down there. So it's uh, more probably starting here in the next two to three weeks. Uh, we should be back to our weekly posting on there. Go follow us at uh, HFI pod, um, facebook.com slash HFI podcast. I believe it is. I'll double check that. Uh, just just search here for podcast. H-E-A-R on, is the spelling on that. Uh, just look for the purple and black headphones and
1: you'll find yeah. us. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and parting words. Any uh, any last thoughts? Oh, sorry about your Hawks. That was yeah. a, that was a hell of a game. Hell of a comeback too. That, that was, was uh, that I I almost almost thought that they they were gonna pull it off. Um, you know what, you know what? Marshawn
0: ran it in twice from the one, so you can't blame that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I I feel like the the banner of uh unfinished business. Has you know, it is short of going back and winning the Super Bowl is as close to that unfinished business as possible. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you know it, it's a, it's a heartbreaker, but again, when was the last time uh, Seattle won at Lambeau? You know, so that's it's, true. So yeah, it's I I it's fine, uh, uh, but I, but I thank you, expecting, I appreciate that.
0: And I'm predicting this is the hottest take that's out there right now. Woo. Titans win it all. I, think I don't know a, what it is about them but they're too good right now.
1: There's a I I think there's a lot of folks that are really excited. Yeah. Um yeah cuz like if you if you pull an upset on the dynasty yep. and and uh you you give uh you give uh Brady a a bag of extra salty nacho year uh <laughs> doritos, yep. I uh I I'm I am i am there for that for sure. I I'm, I'm totally here for it. So yep. Um, but yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting uh, uh, down the stretch. So, Are you going
0: to go to a Dragons game this year? SFL.
1: I don't know. Um, I I think a lot of it just kind of has to do with you know just kind of where where I'm at with the moving situation and things mm. like that because the 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 other uh, aspect of you know as as I'm I'm sure anybody can imagine the the prospect of uh, I I feel like the the um, Oh, what what the hell was it? The the uncle in Back to the Future uh, talking about like how they had two televisions. It's like, wow, you have two televisions. You must be rich. (laughs) I I, I get a lot of that where it's like, wow, look at you with owning two houses. And it's like, that's that's not as awesome as you you might think. Uh, Especially if
0: you're renovating one of them.
1: (laughs) Uh huh uh-huh yeah. so yeah yeah needless to say my uh my extracurriculars have slowed a little bit i i haven't i haven't bought a single transformer in months Oh <laughs> um, no. but no it's no it's, wonder it's, you're I, salty <laughs> I, yeah exactly need, need that need that plastic crack yes <laughs> uh but yeah no it's so um short answer is uh we'll see i okay. i uh I'm at least a little intrigued to see what the uh, what the XFL ends up being. Oh, there's Um, some
0: there's some out there rules and uh, I'll I'll share it to your page. I won't bore the listeners with it, but um, I, I see the NFL adopting some stuff within five years
1: really yep. interesting all right so that that that's that's a sufficient tease there yes um and yep. we'll uh we'll leave it there um and that will do it for this extra triple bonus length episode thank Jeez. you so much for listening <laughs> and if you'd like to listen to our past shows uh subscribe on SoundCloud, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher wherever you download your podcast like share rate and review the show leave us some feedback uh uh tell us what you think and and uh Uh, uh, what you'd like to see change or what you'd like to see more of the uh, the feedback always helps um mike cyber radio is produced by dave sanders who we have here um so all of all of those uh uh, production bits including our intros and bumpers and concluding music which you might be able to start hearing uh, maybe right about now um, that, is, uh, that is all the work of my man, Dave. So I, I appreciate your hard work on that. And we'll... Yes. All right. Well, uh, we're, uh, for Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. My name is Dave. And until next time, make good choices. <laughs> be good
0: humans better than us. Yeah, man. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio email us at mikesybertradio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Cybert Radio production.